0: Yeah. Little Texas tornadoes. The flaco Jimenez. For here, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo to you guys out there. This is Lance Adams, your host for Deadbeat Radio. Thanks for joining us again. Uh, got a wonderful guest. Should be a lot of fun. Got uh the man with the plan, Terry Snow behind the boards. What's up? Always the heart of the show have a uh, wonderful friend of mine, Victor Agretta Jr., with us tonight. Victor, thank you for joining us. Oh, it's a—it's always
1: a pleasure to be in your presence. Ah, oh,
0: yeah. You don't have to lie to me. You don't have to butter <laughs> me up. You're already here. You already got the gig. Uh, glad to have you, man. I've been trying to get you for a while, and then we did a little schedule change, and that worked out great, so happy to have it, especially a, a podcast veteran like yourself. I know you've uh, done many on the, the worldwide webs, as they say. I've done a few. A few. A few. Uh, you are, again, a true renaissance man. You have... Um, since I've known you, you know a comedian, a magician, a musician, puppeteer, tech giant—I don't know if that's right—but we're going to go with that. Uh, you know, father. Uh, just uh, I know you to uh, start. You know, tons of business, entrepreneur in general. So again, you are—you are—I think the, the the modern Renaissance man. And I—I I, I consider myself a jack of all trades, master of none. Uh, but I see you master quite a few in a way that I'm impressed. So I'm glad to have you uh again everybody it is uh, we're recording here on Cinco de Mayo so we're uh, happy to have you again have a little uh fun show that's what I like to do um hope everybody's been doing good Terry how you been this week busy as always you know how it is man. I know how it is <laughs> uh Victor I mean this was I, mean, I, I told you you know I knew you as a musician to a point uh what do you think about Gibson guitars
1: you know uh, well it's hard for me to uh have too big of an opinion on this because probably the best thing ever for them is is to go through a little bit of shit yeah because i think they didn't have their financial house in order and uh i will say this is kind of funny um because i applied for a job with them a few years at the nashville plant at the nashville plant and in fact i think it was basically going to be like their resident blogger (laughs) oh cool (laughs) yeah i mean how great would that be just writing about guitars all day and uh, uh, yeah. I'm kind of glad I didn't get it now, though, because, uh, you know, they apparently can't keep the doors open. But I, I Fuck, think they're going to make it the
0: president pretty soon. I mean, you could have got it. You could have been the president of the company in no time. <laughs> I mean, that's how it works. They just start firing everybody at the top. And they get to the middle, and they go, fuck, who's, who's left? We still got the blogger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that's right. Yep, that's me. The
0: blogger's pretty smart. Get him. Uh, you know, I think it's good for him. Uh, you know, so many companies have done it. Yeah. Um, so many companies. Everybody goes, oh, bankruptcy, you're done. No. Bankruptcy just goes, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give me a minute. I got this. Let me back up. Let me start over. And they've made a lot of shit products over the years. Well, you uh, know. And it, that's not helped. But
1: this could end up being like Lenovo. Like some Chinese company will buy them out, you know, and start making the guitars in China. Do you, and no one will bat an eye.
0: Do Have you heard the rumor <laughs> of who may take over? No. Huh? Are you familiar with Joe Bonamassa?
1: That sounds really familiar. Um,
0: oh. Joe Bonamassa is a guitar player. Um, started, he's been playing since he was like a little kid. He's a child prodigy adult now. He's okay. in his late 30s, early 40s. Because um, he's roughly about our age, yeah. maybe a little younger than we are. And uh, he's uh, a—I mean, just a fucking blues god. But he's got that kind um, of—he doesn't get too appreciated. He has that kind of Robert Cray spot, you Uh, know—that blues guy that is uh, respected well amongst players and and player listeners, but doesn't get mainstream fame. You've seen a thousand Joe Bonamassa videos pass your Facebook timeline. I promise you. Yeah. Um, And he's amazing. But he is a. I guess the way to put it is like a humbled kind of guy. Okay. He's a big collector. Um, Norm's rare guitars in California. Are you yeah. familiar with him? Yeah, yeah. They he's big friends with him and has been since again like he was like knee high yeah. a grasshopper. And he's he like if, if a guitar only has like two in the world, he owns one of them. It's just the way he is. Oh, wow. he, okay. And he has tours of his home and does videos of his home and his collection. And he's just that guy. And he so he comes across as a uh, a gearhead that you would hang out with and talk. Okay, and he is actually considered at He's least that's a rumor. Well, yeah, that he would take over.
1: Well, you know, I figure it's like I said, it's going to be either that it's going to be somebody who's a fan of the brand or somebody like I would see a couple of artists get together and decide to go in. That's that's what I would do like it, to do it, Planet see. Hollywood like, style. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, like get the what, what are the traveling wheelberries doing these uh, days? I mean, half most of, dead. of them are pushing up daisies. Yeah, most yeah. of them are dead. But you know, get their estates involved in this shit or. You've got like a Chinese conglomerate versus this group of artists. And CBS they for Fender in the 70s. It. They got to do a downhill ski race yeah. to figure out who actually Well, gets that
0: happens game. with every company. AM, AMF, the bowling company, bought yeah. Harley in the 70s. It oh, um, turned it uh, into shit. Uh, by oh, the way. yeah. Oh, yeah. Those <laughs> That's may-
1: like a legendary tale of crap. <laughs> but you know what's funny? <laughs> it's the worst years of Harley. Though,
0: but they're highly sought after oh, now. Oh, right, sure. It's sure. a highly sought yeah. after thing. Yeah. Um, it's
1: funny how that shit works. It's and like, it's you like know, the, the, the Han Solo with the butt head cut you know <laughs> or the regular um, cut Fender did
0: it. the same thing with CBS in the late 60s you know CBS not a guitar company came and bought it yeah. and people hated it then and now the CBS strats and stuff are highly sought after um, and I'm not a Gibson guy I actually I'm a guitar player but I'm a Fender guy I, I appreciate some Gibson Me stuff too. but I'm, I'm a Fender guy I, I just bought myself a Tele recently to, I, I had not played in years I and uh, I want to get back into it I'm a and,
1: beach music nerd so like the Telecaster uh, is like, quack, like right? that that yeah. great
0: twang um but I have just over the years sold all my gear, don't play anymore, and and I told my wife, I was like, you know what, look, we can't afford a motorcycle, and that's what I would love. How about, you know, with our taxes, let me buy a little guitar and just play around the house. And she was like, sure, that's great. And so now I'm on the hunt for a little tube amp, something I can, you know, because I sold yeah. all that shit. But I got a Tele, um, it's a 2000 Chinese knockoff something. Yeah. And uh it's, uh, it's great. It was everything I wanted, except, you know, it was like fake as shit, and I didn't care. I was like, ah, I don't care. It looks like a Fender. Oh, yeah. I want to make a parts caster and just fix it up and do that. So,
1: Hey, my first guitar was a $30 piece of crap oh, that nice. I got in a pawn shop, of course. Of course. Here's the thing. It probably had more paint than wood on it at this point. It was like spray painted gold, <laughs> yeah. And the pickups, you could tap them and you would hear the noise. Oh so, yeah. And never mind. Like we used to do shit like uh, you know point a uh, infrared. Uh, remote control at them and mm-hmm. it would make the beeps and stuff I don't really know if ever that. yeah yeah that's a fun, oh fun little thing that's some devo shit right <laughs> yeah. there and uh but man it was the jankiest uh fucking guitar but wow, i love that thing
0: i got really love lucky it. my parents were very supportive i'd been in bands since i was in the fifth grade in high school i just got this wild hair that i wanted to play guitar and i you know my mom was like yeah sure and so they bought me this yamaha strat copy and anybody who knows guitars knows that there's just something not right. It's like the the Hondas that look like Harleys. Yeah. Real motorcycle guys go. Eh, 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 uh, it's it's nice, but you got this is a little. Eh. Right. And so that's how it was with the Yamaha the whole time. And for me it was the headstock. Yeah. Because that's um, again for non guitar players who don't know the headstock is what you can copyright. You can't copyright a body of a guitar. Right. You can copyright the headstock. And that's why when you see off brands everything from the headstock down looks normal, but the headstock's always a little curve off. Yeah. One little niche. Man, I, I never could fall in love with this Yamaha. <laughs> it's like dating a good woman that you know is a good woman or person. I don't know. Whoever you are listening. It's like dating somebody that you know is a good person, but just you're, you're not into them. Yeah. And that's how it was. So I finally got my very first Fender. I was working in a music store. I bought it with like my employee discount. And I got a Jimmy Vaughn Tex-Mex signature guitar. Nice. I would got a little Squire telly once before. The headstock was right, but it said Squire, so I still wasn't satisfied. (laughs) It was like getting somebody who's a little more compatible, and you're into them a little more, but eh, there's still something better out there. So I enjoyed that, but when I got that first strat that said Gender, and everything was right and it was just like it to me it was those stories you hear about like Jimi hendrix getting his first guitar or stevie ray finding that one in the pawn shop and this was brand new i peeled the plastic off the pit guard i took it out of the shipping box as i was working i couldn't wait i get home i'm so excited i cannot wait i've got my strap on i'm ready to plug it up and go i put it on as it comes around my shoulder chunk right in the ceiling fan
1: oh jeez.
0: yeah <laughs> to the day I sold it, this big chunk right in the headstock, almost like, is this what you want, bitch? Yeah. Watch this. <laughs> and uh, but then I loved it. Every scratch of paint, every bit of relicing that I put on it, every cigarette burn I faked yeah. while I was practicing because I didn't smoke cigarettes then. <laughs> uh, I, I loved it. I loved it. Oh. Yeah, and so I'm I'm a Fender guy, but, uh, uh, again, it's sad to see Gibson go. You know, I mean, it's one of those things where if you were not an Apple guy, you don't want Apple to go out of business. It's still um, nice to have the um, – com- there's something about some of these companies that you respect even if you don't um, personally choose them. And that was me for Gibson. And Gibson makes some really cool models. I love the Flying V and the Explorer. Uh, I'd love to have a good Firebird. I love that shit. I like the oh, yeah. weirdos. I'm not a Les Paul guy. It's never been my thing. If somebody gave me one, I would take it, but it's just not my thing uh but i i, I again I, I thought it was sad and i hope they come out of it i hope they that gibson looks at it and goes oh maybe we don't need to make robot automatic tuning guitars how about we just put a chunk of wood like we did for i don't know almost 100 years we put strings on it we make it the best hunk of wood with strings we can yeah. we innovate hey how about a new cutaway here how about this how about a new set of pickups here here's a color we haven't offered
1: i feel like moog maybe went through the same went through a similar thing like where they went through a dry patch yeah. or something and of course it at them now but a lot of old stuff (laughs) is really popular now and Moog in particular is a good example especially that
0: synthesizer stuff oh yeah absolutely
1: well we've got it you know it's it's crazy to see some of this stuff uh kind of come back around so pedals um there's a a company just right around this area as a matter of fact that makes american-made pedals and whoa, they're, whoa, they're made by Americans, like like they do
0: the soldering really? and everything. I got a friend
1: that works there. Yeah, uh,
0: I need this information because again, I'm I'm a pretty uh, purist. Again, everybody's that way. I'm a gearhead. I'm real picky about what pickups it is. And, right, oh, it's, right, it's, right. And when my wife was trying to help me find guitars, we would find stuff. She's like, "What about this?" And I was like, "No, no, it's got to have strength through body." what about this no it's gotta be a three barrel saddle what what about this no no, that's no, gotta be a, a maple finger like and so i'm that guy and yeah, i'm real yeah. picky none no, of those tuners won't work and so i still want to fix it up and make it my way but right. this was as close as i could get and for me um i'm a pretty purist guitar into amp amp into ears that's it yeah. and there are a few exceptions you know i don't mind a little overdrive pedal to get a little crunch uh, at low volumes, uh, tremolo pedal, uh, you know, something like that. I'd love to have a Leslie organ, you know, oh, that'd yeah. be great. And that's about <laughs> it for me. Yeah. And but I would be very interested in getting again overdrive and tremolo. Right. I'm very interested. So, but when we get off the air, I want that yep. contact information. Uh, that's definitely it's just 100%. cool that people are still doing that. that yeah, there's uh, more and more. I find the as I've been looking for stuff for the 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 telly, I've been finding these little boutique pickup mm-hmm. winders that I'd never heard of. Yeah, there's.
1: I mean, I feel like there's kind of a renaissance in. Music technology, but in the the sort of like low end, scrappy, small startup type companies. And again, this this company has like five or six employees. They do everything here locally. Musical I, craft great. brew. Yeah, it's amazing. It's yeah, musical craft brew. There you go. Yeah, yep.
0: Yeah. Um, this is this is something that Victor and I have known each other for a while, and I, I think it's totally fair to say that we tend to be diametrically opposed on everything social and political. Is this fair? I think, <laughs> yeah, this is, I think that's about right. Um, but In all all, uh, 100% honesty, I have to say, always civil, always respectful. We have always been, um, I think, the epitome of what two people who disagree in a conversation have been. Yeah. We have always been, you know, well, I don't agree with that, but you know what? That's a great argument, points to you. We've always been that way. And I don't do a lot of politics here, but this is kind of leaning. I'm also curious. This is a big institution. What do you think about the Boy Scouts? Um, that's a big thing. Again, the, yeah. the news has been everywhere with mm-hmm. it. I know you've talked about it on air. Well, there's uh,
1: there's also two schools of thought on this, which is, one, that it's just a PR move and that the underlying philosophy behind Boy Scouts hasn't really changed and that they haven't changed. I haven't heard that. I haven't blah, blah, blah. heard that, I asked. Him. Well, that's from people who are, of course, going to be <laughs> critical of this and say... This is just skin deep. This is just them trying to boost their numbers, which have been falling, et cetera, et cetera. Lipstick on a pig. Yeah, exactly. And, and then you've got folks who are like, oh, this is a good positive change, and you know we should go away from gender ideas or whatever. And, and you've also got the sort of uh, – I know that I saw some people who were like, um, well, this is going to get people who might have put their kids in Girl Scouts to go in the Boy Scouts, and it's going to hurt the Girl Scouts, which is – I mean, that's always possible, but again, all of this shit, it's sort of like if you want your kid to be in a scout program, which by the way, those are not the only two scout programs in the country. Really? Yeah, there's a, there's a ton of um, there's a ton of like uh, I don't even know what they're called, but like they are explorer scouts and that kind of thing. Huh. There's like other I uh, branded I come things. That. Well, because there are some people who um, maybe don't want some of the religious aspects of this thing or the other or they want a oh, that's fair. more science-based or whatever uh you know, there's various different ones. Now, they're not nearly as long-lived you know, lived as these other ones. Um, and they're also, like, they're they grown-ups now. Probably not as well-funded. Well, there's that, too. Right, exactly. Explor- so, <laughs> Explorers is pretty popular, though. Explorers yeah, is. That yeah. rings a bell, but yeah. I just thought
0: it was something I'd heard on, like, The Simpsons or, like, a show. Exactly, you know, like-
1: yeah. They they sound like, you know, yeah, I don't know. But, um, no, I, th- I think, hey, you know, more power to them. Personally, we need more people who have the skills that you learn in shit like Boy Scouts. We need more people who know how to tie knots. Yeah, Uh, I don't know how to do it. uh, Right. I mean, you know. I was a Boy Scout. I sucked at it, but I was a Boy Scout. You know, just just because you know how to tie, like, shibari knots doesn't mean you can hitch up a plow. right? And and we need to know that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, My dad has
0: all that one hauling anything. My dad has this weird noosey kind of loopy thing he does to tie a truck down and I to this day cannot undo it it baffles me and he just he can do it blindfolded I'm like I can tie my shoe (laughs) Uh, I can do a square knot Because that's two shoe tied on top of each other. Right, exactly. And I can wad some shit up. Now, do you want it to stay in place? I can make that happen. Right. It's probably piss poor done. And there's a good chance we're losing shit on the interstate to the new house. But I will make it happen. (laughs) But my dad is fucking Hank Hill. He's like, no, son, you got to go over here. This one comes around. You tied in here. This is your fulcrum here. And you're like, all right, whatever. Oh, I can't even work a set of tie-downs. You know the ratchet tie-downs? Yeah. I can't work to save my life. I'm like, what? It goes where? Is, you, got a, you got a hitch, but what?
1: Yeah, this is why I haven't moved. Literally, the reason yeah. I haven't moved is that I'm just going to be incapable of packing. So it's um, just tough shit, everyone. Oh, uh, God, I hate it. I'm stuck. I'm going to die in that house. Uh, <laughs> hopefully soon. But no. But it, it'll it. live
2: on. That's right. Exactly. I promise yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, Something will live on. I will live on. Haunt <laughs> the fucking
1: place. Uh, I don't know, man. You know... It, it, the only constant is change, and I think that True. if you don't change with the times, then you're you're going to be a relic of the past.
0: So yeah. Oh yeah. Good and for them. At, speaking as a relic of the past, I will. Um, <laughs> and here's here's my take on it. I'm sort of in the middle, ought to be honest. Um, one, I am have always been this, but even before this, um, I am okay with separate organizations for separate people. Sure. I mean, there's a limit. You know, again, whites only bathrooms. All right, maybe we're drawing, (laughs) you know, uh, you're wearing a dress, you're a dude, you can't go in this bathroom. All right, right, draw the line there. Fuck it, let that happen. There's no reason for that. But all-girl schools all boys schools i'm okay with that um again then you get to say west point a government funded okay that's stupid there are going to be female leaders in this military right. that need the same training and if this is the best they deserve the best too um but private institution what is the one i know there's a huge when i was in high school or college this came up is uh, it william and mary um or emory and henry in virginia that was an all girl school and they were having the same fight oh yeah um and I, I think that's okay. You have a private institution, and you say, "Hey, this is an all-girl school, all-boy girl I'm okay with that. That doesn't bother me at all. So, Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts don't bother me at all. Because I, again, I know I'm a relic, and I don't, I don't dismiss any person. I just, I don't subscribe to the political correct gender things going on. Um, I'm okay. Be you. But to me, it's like there are thirty-nine genders, and you're gonna call me Z, and it's like, no, I'm not. No, I'm <laughs> not. Look here, here, and this is honestly, I guess, as redneck and crude as I can be, but this is this is the truth. So to me, I understand male and female. I understand transgender. I was a male. I want to be a female. I get that. To me, that's still two. I'll give you even that weird third gray area in the middle if we want to go with that and we want to create pronouns. But to be like, oh, I'm 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 the 900th... Gen-. I don't get that. I just don't. And I'm not saying you don't have to uh, hate me because I just don't understand it. I don't see that. Um, I don't hate people that do. It's like, great. But I still want you to have your rights. I'm still for fighting for you. Oh, you want access to all the shit I, as a white dude, get? Fucking let's march on that. Let's get that. I am all for that.
1: Well, you know, that is why we have agreed to disagree on a lot of different stuff and in a respectful way, because you, you can say like, I don't get it, yeah, but I don't, I'm not going to sit here and shit all over it and no. say that you shouldn't be uh, entitled to have a belief about this kind of thing. You know, it's like, you're not there to knock people down. You're there like, okay, man, if you believe that, that's cool.
0: Yep. It, you know? That's exactly right. I Again. mean, hell, oh, we
1: could even talk about it. Maybe I'll learn something new, you know, exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, As um, a religious person, I don't hate people who aren't religious. I understand you may not have experienced what I did to lead me to where I'm at. But I don't want to shit on you for not, And I demand you don't shit on me for it. And so I'm the same way. Don't shit on me because I'm a white male. I won't shit on you because you're something that I don't understand what you're claiming. You know, and you, you be you. you. If that's what you believe, go for it. I don't get it, I respect you as a person, and so for me, I know that plays a lot into these things where it's like, oh, here's a trend. Now, for me, children are a different story. When I do read the stories about, hey, here's a 10 year old who's transitioning giving hormones. You know, if you want to be open about the idea to your kids, hormones, uh, maybe I need to draw. Like, that one I, I question. Um, it's like an adult who goes, I'm going to have surgeries and do this, and i go, you go for it. it. To me, it's the same as the people that want to, like, do horns. and I'm a lizard person. Right <laughs> on. Go for it. Yeah. To me, you you be you. You should have the right to that. But if, if a child came to you and went, hey, I want tattoos and lizard horns, society would, all both sides would be like, no. And to me, those are kind of the same. And I'm not dismissing people who, again, are transgender and go, did you call me a lizard? No, no, no. I'm saying you are going through a metamorphosis that requires questions on what you can do, how we can help you do it, what you can do that's safe. Because people, I know there are people in the transgender community out there right now dying from fucked up shit. I know it is. Oh, well, I found these these Mexican supplement of, of hormones and I took this because it was cheap. So it's like, no, no, no. You need access to the ability. To, if a doctor says, I'll do that and I'll do it safe, and you say, I'll pay for that. right? Go for it. I'm not the one to be in your way. I'm not a goalkeeper.
1: You know, I identify as a billionaire. Yeah.
0: Um, And so
1: I'm hoping to have the surgery one day to where I am a billionaire.
0: I don't Uh think there is a surgery for that. But if there is, again, I want your reference of a doctor.
1: I think that's when they put uh, Visa cards in our wrists. That's when (laughs) that happens. (laughs) The chip.
0: Well, so again, if you have a child who's transitioning and wants to be a Boy Scout and they were born biologically a girl – all right. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, me Nothing. Either. Go for right. it. Um now when it comes to like the sports, again, then I think we have a question. And I know I'm a big Joe Rogan fan and he's talked about that a lot. That biologically, again, I agree. Biologically, things are different. Mm-hmm. Ske- that's how we dig up a skeleton and know it's a, a male skeleton or a female <laughs> skeleton. Yeah, you can't ignore exactly. that. Exactly. Like,
1: we don't know. It was a person. Those are the a now, Those are the
0: arguments <laughs> on the again that the, the, the far left that blow my mind that yeah. do come out and be like, no, no, no. We are all the same inside. It's like no. Do you know if they find a heart, they can tell you if it's male or female heart? There's a reason for that, biologically. Logically, it's a different size, has a slightly different structure. Yeah. So don't ignore that. that lasts longer. Exactly. <laughs> so if you if you have a male to female transition, wrestling other female Yeah, I'm like Joe Rogan. I'm like, you you should go I'll, right. I'll go with the males, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. or maybe create something new for just you. When it comes to scouting, I, I'm of two philosophies. I think one, it's okay to have boys and girl scouts, but I think it's okay for somebody to be like, nah, I want to do that. I wanna I wanna camp. I don't want to sell cookies. Right. Go camp. Yeah. Um, But the other side of me says, you know what? Fuck them all. Abolish all of them and start one for everybody. And have different, like a boys club. Because that's what they have done with the boys club. When I was a kid, we had the boys club, girls club. Right. Uh, My son now goes, and it's the boys and girls club. And so there's girls there doing what we used to do. Which, you know, again, I I know there creates some social awkwardness there. And that's one of the arguments is like, well, boys can't be boys unless they're around just boys. Well, that's dumb. You know, and and I.
1: that's not accurate either. I mean. No. We didn't grow up like – people forget that there was a whole bunch of human civilization before we got up here with our air conditioning and gas-powered cars and shit. Mm -hmm. And, like, do you think that they were always segregated like that in ancient Greece, in Rome, in fucking African villages in the Middle East? Like, not necessarily, you know? They were like, hey, everybody, we're going to show you how to, like, spear a fish. Oh, no, boys only. No, actually, everyone needs to know how to do, yeah. do this shit. <laughs> survival, survival. And again, yeah. I'm okay
0: with each of you each having a place. Sure. Hey, this is my place. But when it comes to that, a lot of girls do want to go fucking camping. And yeah. I don't think the Girl Scout does those kind of things. You know what? A lot of boys probably would sell the shit out of some cookies.
2: <laughs> and you know what? Point.
0: So you want to wanna learn to sew and make cookies? Go for it. Yeah. But what I would, if it, in my ideal world, I would make scouts. One big group, and much like the boys' club, I would then have branches uh, where you could go into each thing. Right. Hey, we have a interior decorating program. We have a fucking shit up with a hatchet program. We have a swimming program. You want to play basketball? cool, here we go, we'll divide into ages, we'll have mixed boys and girls of 17 to this, 15 to this, and all are on the same level. Yeah, you're a little different, but you know what? She's smarter than you are. So uh, she'll figure out a way to overcome the fact that she's smaller and possibly a little physically demanding. Fundamentals. <laughs> yeah, it's like, um, again, I, I I think I referenced Joe Rogan here, but I think I heard him talk about fighting, and he said that you, you physical um, uh, uh, advantage is always the best. But if you can overcome that with technical skill, that is going to be just as good. If you have both, you are a champion in the making. Well, I think it's the same thing here. You know, I think it's a case of you take a basketball of, of kids 10 to 17, and you go, hey, here's 10 to 12, here's 13 to 15, here's 16 and 17, and we'll do all boys and girls, and we'll mix it up. We won't play boys versus girls. We'll just, you know, you, 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 you know, one boy, one boy, one girl, one girl. We'll just divvy it up, and you guys all play. I promise you. Those girls will come away with an advantage somehow. They will be smart enough because that those kind of girls that are going to those programs just like are Space there. Jam. I've never <laughs> seen Space Jam, but I assume that's accurate. That's Terry, a here's a Space reference Jam. I don't fin- get. Yeah, I was just about to say finally, what he doesn't get. So I don't. I, I'm familiar, but I've never seen it. So is, is that an accurate description? Is that an accurate uh, metaphor? Yes. Excellent. Yes.
2: I don't know how you don't get Michael Jordan because that was before
1: my time. But <laughs> I,
0: I've, I've actually seen Michael Jordan play live. Oh wow! Nice. Dang. Yeah, Was he? Um,
1: was he playing basketball or was he playing like marimbas? No, 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 basketball. Um, <laughs> when
0: I was a kid, I, I again don't give two shits about sports. Yeah. Wrestling is the only sport that, I, and I appreciate it. Again, yeah, yeah. I know you know jocks that don't appreciate D and D, and it's again <laughs> that's fine. You do you. Um, don't give two shits about sports, but um, I love an event it's kind of the from clerks, but you hate people, but I love gatherings, you know, like you hate sports, but I love gatherings. Um, and so I will go to a live event. I love that shit. Hockey games are great. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, a friend of mine, uh, I, I, Kelly, I don't know if you're listening, Kelly Myers, who's a wonderful photographer. Actually, he did some headshots for me that are great. So I'll give you a, a big plug here, Kelly. Uh, uh, when we were kids, middle school, I guess, he um, and his dad got tickets. The Bulls versus the Supersonics. Does that sound correct? Yes, that's correct. Seattle. Um, they came through on a um, just an exhibition match, and they okay. played Thompson Bowling Arena. Yeah oh nice and yeah and so um, and it was it's really a, a way to show off the newbies yeah. but they have to put Jordan on the court for like a second so right, right. You, you get your tickets worth and that's yeah. why everybody came they invited me to go and I was like uh, yeah I you kidding me even I then knew who Michael Jordan was yeah. to me it's like going if, if somebody said hey do you want to watch Conor McGregor fight yeah yeah, yeah I do I don't yeah I don't <laughs> give two shits but this is you know there are moments where oh, you yeah. go I'm not getting this back right and uh so uh, we went and uh, we were against. I remember sneaking out of the floor. Just tr- we didn't have cell phones in, so the only camera we had was like the Kodak Kodak Discman. <laughs> uh, and so we didn't have cameras. We just not going we want to see. And Jordan's playing, and he comes up to the hoop again. I think that's correct terminology. Uh, correct, right? And uh, he d- does a shot and leaves. But we were at one point. Ten to somewhere between ten and thirty feet. Again, I'm terrible oh, at measurements, but twin and ten and thirty feet from Jordan, yeah. and uh, so and again, I was like, "Cool, can we go home now?" I'm good. <laughs> uh, so, but i I've, you know what? I've been really lucky. I've got to meet some really cool people in my life, uh, and uh, I've I, I have to say I've been really blessed working concert security. I got to meet a lot of people oh, yeah. and see a lot of you know, uh, idols. Um, being in comedy now through Facebook, um, you know, meeting comedy idols and so the, I comedians
1: so will friend anyone
0: yeah oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah and and you can message them and like i've I've met people that i absolutely adore and was like there's no way um and you know what i I told this off air but i'll I'll tell it here um have a a a friend who was a famous comedian in the um uh 80s and and uh still a a big name still does things is, is but is is not a household name but somebody that i loved as a kid and I will keep names out of it just for, you know, not that he's ever going to listen, uh, but just, the, just <laughs> in case. Um, and so um, I've talked to him off and on, you know, just about some random things and some posts and even messages. And he had uh, made a thing about putting up a link. Comedians, do you think you're funny? And he's like, you know, it's subjective, but I think I'm usually right. Post a link. I'll take the first three, and I will watch them and review them. And I thought, uh, fuck it, why not? It's one thirty. I got nothing to do in the morning. I got nothing to do. I take this... Good clip. It's like, I'll call it good. It's not great that I've got. Uh, I post it and uh, didn't think anything of it. So, you know, I even said, "Fuck it, why not? Let's do it." You know, what have I got to lose? You're not going to unfriend me if you don't think it's funny. You're just going to go, "It's not funny," and I'm going to go, "Okay, I'm a big boy. I can take it." About 30 minutes later, I get a IM and it says, "Hey, are you there?" And I was like, uh, "Yep," and within seconds, I get video chat from obscure comedy legend. <laughs> and uh, nah. And so I I, I answered it and we just video chatted for about thirty minutes? He thought I was funny, like this, like that. Called me an old timey cowboy poet, <laughs> a storyteller, and I thought, I love it. That's great. So you know, and um, so it was awesome to be to get that moment because comedians will again tend to some rock star, yeah. but tend to uh, tend to just talk to anybody. Yeah, they're um, really good about that. You know, and that's that's where I met you—is doing comedy. I know you don't—you uh, keep busy with some other stuff and don't do too much comedy anymore. Well, but, my, my uh,
1: schedule just doesn't allow it. I got to be at work at four a.m. Yeah, and you know, I had somebody ride my ass about that, and I was like, "You have to understand mm-hmm. that going to work at four a.m. and then being on the clock until noon, it—you would think, oh, well, you know, but what if you got up at like six or seven p.m. or whatever? It, it like, doesn't allow you to really do a lot of that shit. You still have to come home. You still have to do laundry, shit like that." Yeah. So I get home, and you know when I when we first opened the venue, uh, I was that's what I was doing. I was coming home. I'd be in bed at like one p.m. I'd sleep until maybe four or five p.m. Mm-hmm. If I was lucky, five p.m. Wake up, go run a show, come back home, maybe eleven, usually midnight. Sleep for three hours and then mm. go back to work.
0: Your body can't do that. Yeah, not at this age. No, like I could have no. done it in
1: my twenties or thirties, but not in my forties. I can do like, it now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm I'm 41, about to be 42. I can do one, maybe two nights in a row, yeah. and I'm done. And that that really because there are nights. Um, and and to uh, preface this, I, I don't know that we said earlier. Um, Victor, you are a eight. so I actually said this earlier. I was I was talking to my boss. You work at NPR. You do the yeah. morning broadcast at uh, uh our WUTOK is that right that's yeah. the one i suck with radio call stations that's why i like podcasts better they got real names real yeah, words exactly um and, uh, but anyway and so you are would you consider a reporter what 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 is your yeah, title there at npr
1: i actually am well you know titles are so weird on-air I, personality I, te- I technically work for the university so i saw uh, in our like little back-end system mm-hmm. that they are all always terrible uh I'm a uh, what was it production specialist two or something weird <laughs> like that broadcast journalist I guess you could say I okay. mean I am I am a reporter well that's so, something uh, you know because I, I, I am doing some reporting I,
0: I wonder, I I you know I listen and I know that um college what with anything it's a uh, uh, not a franchise what's the word I'm looking for it's a we're like uh, an affiliate affiliate that's yeah. what I'm looking for and so NPR is national everybody's very familiar yeah you left wing commie punks All right, <laughs> right. Uh, No, I'm kidding I like NPR um but uh. It, you have you know fresh air, um, you know uh, this American life, um, t- tons of classical music. Yeah. You know, do it, it. tends to be a little on the hoity-toity side, and oh, not sure. in a bad way. It has yeah. class. Yeah. It, it has class. You know, NPR has class and shows a lot up. of stations um, do yeah.
1: classical music. It's it's definitely you, you I mean, catch
0: a lot of good blue stuff sometimes at night. Yeah, sure. You know, and I love that stuff. I like the again slice of life, the podcasty kind of stuff. Right. Um, I'm also a big fan of wait, wait, don't tell me. Was very sad to hear yeah, about so, Carl uh, yeah, in the last Pearl few Castle. weeks. Um, but, um, so I always wondered when I do hear you in the morning, because I know some of the broadcasts do come from, where's NPR out of? It's gotta be New York, California. Well, they've got,
1: uh, they've got bureaus in almost every country. All right. But, uh. They're actually in DC. Okay.
0: And um, uh, Culver City. California. So okay. So Culver I hear. It. Wait, wait. Don't tell yeah. me now. And they. So they obviously pipe in stuff, but you guys it's have quiet. your own things you do. Yeah. And a lot of what you do in the morning is always giving traffic and mm-hmm. things like that, because that's any morning radio. These are what people oh, yeah. want to know. Um, headlines. You're, yep. you're and you don't write. Do you write that stuff? Do you? I do. So yep. you basically get the story and go. Here's what I'm going to do with it. Yep. I wondered that. How much was you that's the biggest like how that's, much was reading.
1: That's the biggest time drain. I mean, what would be ideal would be for me to come in if you had a big back in the olden days, you know, you'd the have
0: golden era. Yeah.
1: And and not really at U O T, but like, you know, someone like Howard Stern, for instance, he he comes mm-hmm. in, sits down, and there are his notes and mm-hmm. everything for him, you know, and he's got a producer that's pushing buttons show prep. Yeah, I'm pushing buttons, so I'm doing the board work mm-hmm. myself. And I have to be there – the reason I get there an hour before broadcast is because I've got to find all these news stories, condense them down into 30-second chunks, and write those for, well, less than 30 seconds. But anyway, yeah. you know, it's, i got a, a one-minute break twice an hour, 6, 7, and 8 o'clock hours to do those news breaks. That's not including the weather right. and blah, 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 but these are specific news things. And you have to be really careful – not to, like, screw up a name. Right. I, I oh called Gloria Deathridge, when I first started doing this, I called her Gloria Deathride because someone had, in at, like, one of the, wherever I was picking up the story, I'd copy and pasted the G. her name, and they had accidentally the left G. her G out. And I, yeah. you know, I'm just sitting there reading it. There is a little bit of that, like, uh, what's his name from Anchorman? I was, about, I was just about to say, you go know? fuck yourself, San Diego. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, there's a little bit of that. Like, I'm Ron Burgundy? But that's the thing, is that you... Uh, you you can't do that. Like you can't just like check out. One of the weird things about this, and I've learned this through voiceover and voice acting work as well, is that you have to see the words, you have to kind of digest it a little bit oh, yeah. as you say it. Because you can't just you cannot read like a monotone like no, this through the whole no. thing. You know, you have to have some inflection and it's interesting because you know I know you're 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 joking partially, but we are you know perceived I think by some as liberal left leaning. Oh, it is, is a
0: left network, and but it, it's always we, been fair. I always I think yeah, it's we have some, a lot of. Uh, I think it just has to go. I think it's very similar to what we do here. This is my 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 side, but you know what? We tell it open and honest. Right. Yeah. 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 I don't feel a bias there; just an opinion that is known. Yeah,
1: but there's so much that can be done through inflection. Mm-hmm. So I could say, you know, it's like. The mayor was accused of this thing, you know, like I could yeah. say it kind of like, we all know what's happening over here, you know, or I can say it and it just sort of like, this is interesting. You know, I, I there's me, there's so much you can do to screw up a story oh, yeah. and get, uh, oh, yeah. uh, oh, I misgendered the uh, mayor, the the Anderson County mayor, uh, whose name is Terry. Well, so of course, that's way. just blasting, you know, <laughs> I don't, fucking, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Terry yeah. Bradshaw. I'm thinking this guy right here. I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, who the hell knows? Yeah. <laughs> And so, uh, but apparently it's a female. Got it. So I got three calls. That's the most calls I've ever gotten nice. on a broadcast. I got three calls. My boss got it, one. Terry. <laughs>
0: that is how we get callers. I've been trying to get anybody to call. That's how we do it. I will misgender somebody. There you My go. next guest, Terry. You mark it down. Take a note. All right, I got you. Um, uh, there on our next guest, whoever it is, I don't care how long I've known them, I'm fucking it up. There you and that's it. how I'm gonna get some calls. Yeah. Um, so realistically, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like hosting a comedy show. Yeah. where you have to take information hey here's what the bar specials are doing hey here's some stuff coming up hey by the way here's my little joke in the middle ha 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 and you have to you, and then still be on it here's my, here's my next comic oh I'm gonna fuck their name up so here's what I do I ask them before we go on air what they're fucking I, when I first met you for a long time I first met you through Facebook and I read it Victor Agrita. Right. I met you we hosted a gig and I said hey man by the way how do I pronounce this and you said it's Agrita and I went oh like feta cheese and I never forgot that <laughs> so um, you have to ask I mean that's that's a part of hosting right, yeah. but that's an easy thing to fuck up in a super amateur move and so it sounds like it's a lot of that oh um,
1: yeah. yeah you have to think on your feet yeah. I mean, that's really the thing too is that it's not just regurgitation. It's a lot of like thinking on your feet because sometimes I'll type shit out wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, keep in mind it's four in the damn morning. Of so course, I'm I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh shit, I fucked something up. Or and I've got the TV blaring too. So sometimes some of these ads are like people uh, yelling,
0: "Stop the press!" Holy crap! You um, know, um, have you ever read yeah. a teleprompter?
1: Yeah, actually, that's a bitch. I, well, so and I have a <laughs> that teleprompter is a for bitch. for Angry Dad Gamer. One of the things I'm doing is I've set up a teleprompter setup. Huh. So that I can read a script because I'm doing game reviews and and not just video, but like board and card game reviews. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that I hit all the right things. There's nothing worse than watch a YouTube video of somebody who's like literally just fucking rambling when you want to know what's is it fun? Like, you know, is it like this? What's the mechanic? Blah, Blah blah. There's things that you want to do. Uh, so I'm, I've Like I've a long-winded menu. Yeah, Tell exactly. me the
0: spices. Tell me the ingredients. Tell me the toppings. How is it prepared? That's yeah. what I want to know. Exactly. I don't care that the chicken was free range. I don't give two shits what country the tomato came from. I want to know there's a tomato and there's chicken. Right? Baked, boiled. So to me, with a video game, it's the same way. Um, how's the mechanics? How are the right. graphics? Does the story make sense? Yep. Uh, you know, like those are the things yeah, I want to Yeah, there's
1: know. basic stuff. So I'm trying to get all that yeah. stuff in. I will say this, that the uh, teleprompter software that I use that I can't remember the name of now. Sorry, developer um it's like one of the best ranked ones whatever on the store you're gonna find it the cool thing is is so you download a program and run it on like a laptop right and the worst part is just copying and pasting the uh the text in there sometimes that's kind of weird but the main thing is it will listen and as it recognizes words it will start moving the text for you so you don't have to just do it on like a slow crawl wow. or whatever it will actually listen that's what i've done and, and move that's up. a bitch it is right that's that's the hard part because um, you want you've been it... on tv have you ever had to use with a yeah, camera
0: yeah. Tw- 10 feet away yeah i did uh, i went to broadcasting school and so i wanted to do radio um and i failed miserably which is why i do a podcast now because <laughs> that's how it goes uh we are the uh restaurant night manager of the radio industry it's like oh you failed at okay so here you are uh no i i love doing it i I like the freedom of podcasting and i've always wanted to do that um but i went to uh, broadcast school and uh i wanted to do radio but it was mixed so i had to do tv as well and so they would make us learn everything so whether you wanted to be behind the camera or not you had to do in front of the camera stuff in the same way i think every director should act you should have to know what it goes through on the other side every you know um Comedians should host i think it's you need to know what it's like i think everybody should do a sales service restaurant job in their life i think you know the, the israelis mandate what two years of military service right i think the americans should mandate 2 years service sector job yep. at at about 18 and just go here man let me let me let me let you know what your extra ranch is really worth right, right? Here, <laughs> here's here's what 2 years of ain't no tag on it must be free comes to so I think it's mandatory, everybody. We would be in a much better world. That's how we yeah. solve it, left and right. Yeah. We make everybody work a shitty job for about yeah. two years and send them back into the world and go, how you feel now? Right. All right, cool. Let's get some yeah. shit done. <laughs> but, uh, so I had to do the on-camera stuff, and we did the the classic news reporter, hi, I'm Lance Adams. Uh, actually, my name was Adam Shields on air. Uh, that's my <laughs> middle name and, and, and last name. So I, hi, this is Adam Shields. Uh, and we did the teleprompter, and it is a bitch yeah because it is it's a skill it's hard to do um to uh uh, multitask multi-think um you know it is it is difficult to do um it makes actually makes me think um you ever heard the story about brando not learning lines uh
1: i probably have Uh, marlon
0: brando apparently never learned a line of dialogue (laughs) in his life and what he would do is he wore an earpiece and people fed him the lines and he would repeat them and his his thought process, and it's actually kind of brilliant. His thought process was, you don't have time to prepare what you're going to say. Your brain says it, you hear it, and then you say it. So when I hear it in my ear, it's like my brain coming up with the idea, and then I just repeat yeah. it. Yeah.
1: Well, you know, okay, so I, I just got done with a college class in acting. Mm-hmm. So I, I one of my biggest regrets in life is that I did not go – do more theater when I was in college.
0: Oh, I was a theater geek in high school. I love well, it. Well, see,
1: I was too. And then I got out of it in college because, for one thing, uh, it's a huge time eater. I mean, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. UT and that's Richard, why I don't do
0: much of it anymore. Well, I try to do thing. some extra work when I can, yeah, but I can't cause it's like, all right, I need you on set from this day to this day. We've oh, got a rehearsal God. and it's like, Hey man, I got kids and they like to eat. right? And mm-hmm. it turns out I only have so many vacation days well, in a year. And if you're so. doing
1: theater, I mean, it's just, it's mind boggling at, at Clarence Brown, for instance, they'll rehearse for five weeks mm-hmm. from like 5 PM to 11 PM. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the actual run. So your Fridays, Saturdays, mm-hmm. Sundays mm-hmm. are shot to shit. So it's it's just amazing to me uh, the amount of work that goes into it. I don't know what the fuck I was talking about. What were we talking uh, about? With about,
0: about like with theater. You took, wish you would took more theater.
1: Oh, oh, okay. So the acting class. Well, in Brando. Okay, mm-hmm. so fuck Brando, because uh, which <laughs> apparently everyone did. And he, yeah. he he returned the favor. He's a fat, dirty birdie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, But see, this is bullshit because you you learn when you're learning the basics of acting. One mm-hmm. of the biggest things is that you have to have what's called immediacy. In other words, it appears as though you've never said that line before, exactly. even though you've been saying it for weeks and weeks on exactly. end enough to make you kill yourself. So that's the, the trick. And the magic of acting is that people who are good don't do it robotically. You know, one of the things that we were doing, was working through their scenes in the last little bit, because that was our final was we right. had to do a two person scene. And um, it was interesting to see people who kind of got the basics of acting we able to change up their performance right. and try different things. Or what most people do is first gut instinct. This is how to play the scene. I'm never going to change my inflection. I'm just going to like right. dig in. It's the equivalent of like speaking slower and louder to people who kind of barely speak English <laughs> and thinking that's <laughs> nice, going to help. Nice. nice. Yeah. So, but, but that's the trick is that the real work of acting is figuring out who the character is mm-hmm. at such a level that When you say words that you damn well know what you're about to say, they feel fresh, they feel new, they sound new, and it's like it just happened. And so there's a lot of work that goes into that, into not just fleshing out the character, but making it so that that immediacy is a real deal. Um, I can't imagine. I mean, imagine doing a show twice or two or three times in one day. You know what I mean? And that's what people do on stage. You're right there. And by God, you know. Yeah. If, if they're phoning it in or not.
0: Well, it's stand-up comedy. It shares a lot of that, that immediacy. It, yeah. You don't get that with movie, TVs, podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, you get it with radio because you get callers, mm-hmm. but you can filter that on stage yep. at a theater or on stage in a comedy show. Mm. You can't filter that. That drunk who wants to be a dick, even in the theater, theaters get hecklers too. Oh, yeah. Not to the same degree, obviously, right. but it does happen. Um, and so that immediacy of audience reaction, when you are in theater and you do something and you hear the audience audible gasp in unison it is fucking orgasmic yeah. like it really is yeah. and um for me i'm kind of in the middle like when i have a part to do i like to read it but i, I don't do well with learning dialogue so i like to read it <laughs> and get an idea of it and then i do kind of just um again hit the beats you know hit yeah, the right yeah. beats but that is again uh, just somebody who's done performing and kind of knows how to do that for a while and again but i have to at least read it i couldn't just go out there and be like it turns out I'm sad now. Uh, you know, like, I couldn't do that. I have to at least read it and get an idea. I'm um, pretending
1: I'm Gandalf. Yeah. i not now, really Gandalf.
0: Like I said, I've said this I'm before. just pretending. When I do comedy, I don't write anything down. I never do pen to paper. Yeah. I don't do anything. Yeah. Um, I literally do everything off the cuff. That's because you're smart, man. Um, it, you know,
1: smart... Uh, Smart comedians are the best comedians because they don't have to write shit down. They can, and you don't, that's where you do get the true immediacy. Like, yeah. I think, I don't know if I've talked to you about this specifically before, but a big part of the reason that my finished act, the, the act that like I would mm-hmm. eventually get paid to do involved me looking like I was an open micer on his first night reading through cards. You, yeah. you may remember that shtick.
0: Love it. love and, it. My favorite, I still have to say though, my favorite, Victor, um, again, to set everybody up who doesn't know, um, so Kurt, I know you're listening and I know you don't know Victor, um, but, uh, and next week's guest, I know you'll listen to this. You may or may not know Victor cause that's what everybody does. They listen to the episode before to warm up, yep. but, um, I know you have a similar sense of the theater of the absurd as me and <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. So Victor is, uh, to me, I would say an Andy Kaufman esque school of comedy. Is that
1: fair? Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. And
0: my all-time favorite bit that you ever did was Mime Puppeteer. Now, I'm going to say that again for the audience at home, and I want to make sure that you get this picture in your brain. And you correct me at any, moment, any point, Victor, that I go off the rails with this description. Mime Puppeteer. That is exactly what you think it is. It is a mime with a puppet. That is exactly what you think it is, and it is brilliant. Yeah, with it is a, with brilliant. A
1: puppet with things to say, by the way, who, yeah. who ends up being very frustrated that he can't say
0: Um, anything. It was brilliant. To me, um, <laughs> when I saw that, uh, the first thing I thought of was um, – I'm a huge Tom Waits fan. I make no bones about it. Um, I actually, I've seen, got, been uh, you know lucky enough to catch him in concert, which was awesome. I I even uh, I got to sit in on his last album. Oh damn! So if you listen to Tom Waits' Glitter and Doom, you will actually hear me. I actually got oh, to. Know. I mean, there's like thousands of us, and most yeah, of us yeah. were just clapping. It's a live album, but um, I was there, and yeah. so I, I'm 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 part of that, and I'm taking credit for it. <laughs> but uh, uh, and Tom Waits used to tell a story. I've heard him in interviews a couple times that he would love to have company over. And he had an album by Marcel Marceau. Now, again, Victor's going to get this, but for everybody else, just Google it. And Marcel Marceau is a famous mime. And he put out an album. Again, it is exactly what you think it is. And Tom Waits said that he would put it on for company, and he said it's forty-five minutes of silence, and then people just clapping. <laughs> I love it. <him. laughs> yeah, I do too. I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. But imagine that just if, if you went to somebody's house and they were like, I I got a record to put on, and let's let's yeah. check this out. You're gonna like this. This is good. This is good. This is good. And puts on a record and sits down, and it's just forty-five minutes of silence, and then, yeah. That I was, would I would cry laughing I that would cry. Was
1: sort of the the gag I mean I have an entire my only album that I put out was basically a gag album like that because it was comedy magic. Right, because so magic
0: a, translates so great to comedy, audio to, to, to audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. So
1: you hear a bunch of stuff. Where that's it's why like there are so many. Yeah. And then you hear gasps or applause or whatever. It's like what the shit just happened.
0: That's why there are so many magi- magic based radio shows right. out there. Oh, that's yeah, of that's course. why. Um, <laughs> Guess
1: that card,
0: <laughs> listener tell us your card yeah that is what i'm holding (laughs) that is the one i'm holding hallelujah um and so i uh i when i heard when i saw mime puppeteer that's what i thought of i thought of the marcel marceau record and uh, i love that because i love andy kaufman and stuff like that the theater of the absurd is something i absolutely love um and i think that we probably have very similar influences on stuff like that um cult classic movies and stuff like that but um So I I loved that. I love it. Truck Nuts, this silly song. But the funny thing, again, if you catch the album, 90% of the song is just Victor fumbling to get it set up. It's... um it's very, I, I know there's something on top of my head. Again, it's very Andy Kaufman. That's the best yeah. way to describe it. Because, you know, you got like the, you had your phone trying to, you know, yeah. and so it, it's just literally like a two minute song of, of just funny things together, but it's really like a three minute setup of you fumbling. And I love that. With I the think that's great. Anticipation.
1: I kept messing with the idea mm. of anticipation mm. oh, because. Oh, it's great. It's great. Uh, the great. For instance, I, I used to do my set <coughs> mm. with a puppet, with this little monkey hand puppet. I think I've seen that. And I, I would puppet. just have the puppet up and he would just be existing like he wasn't just like motionless he would kind of be looking around and doing stuff but he he would in no way interact with what i was doing so the whole time i'm up there people were like when's the puppet going to get involved and then it never would nice and and i wanted to go up and and do a set with a guitar out and like i was ready to play and that's where the truckfest thing came up because I kept you know, going like I was going to tune it or whatever, and then we should never use it and nice. would walk off the stage.
0: Well, D- uh, Danny Whitson, um, uh, who I know you've worked no, with yeah. and know, uh, also a magician, um, we talked a lot magic last week, and I was talking about The Amazing Jonathan. It's yes, the same kind yeah. of thing. I love the magic trick that doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but you know it can. Mm-hmm. So you, you know at any moment that could happen. Yeah. Um, and again, I'm a huge Andy Kaufman fan, so I love that against theater of the absurd. I've always been a fan of that. Um, and I don't know why. I was a weird kid, and I got turned I was <laughs> I was a Bobby Hill. You know, and it was just one of those things I got turned on to Gallagher and what? Carrot Top and just weird stuff that I thought was so out there. Pee Wee Herman. But see, also, so there's, there's sort of the prankster idea, too, right? So yeah. people like Mel
1: Brooks, um, Andy Kaufman's a big one. I mean, but there were other – there were so many uh, – uh, Jim Henson. You know? Oh, yeah. They were these sort of, like, uh, against the grain. You know, there was always a wink and a smile, you know, with the mm-hmm. thing they were doing. So it's like what you were seeing – There was another layer to that, right? Right. Pen and And, teller. Yeah, yeah. And so that's what I really tried to do a lot with the comedy was not just go up there and tell you. Because, you know, I mean, I could tell a bunch of one-liners. That's pretty much what I did. I'm not a storyteller comedian by any means, partly because of the memory problems. So that's why I use the cards in my, like, act and and whatnot. But, you know... I wanted to show. It's like this is all so stupid and silly, and it's like you have to enjoy yourself yeah. while you're here, you know. Yeah. And uh, and but there's also something that we can learn from all of this stuff, which is that it's all silly and stupid. So just fuck it.
0: Yeah. That, no, that's 100 percent. right. That's see what why. we learned tonight that's why i like again bad b movies yeah especially the ones that don't mean to be mm-hmm. like i like a good sharknado mm-hmm. that that knew what it was going into but sure. i really like like an old roger corman yeah you know yeah, yeah. i really love they tried so hard yeah, oh it was so bad ed <laughs> wood problem. you know i love that shit because it's like you guys tried and it's still like hey look man the room and it's it, it, in the original thing oh, it's geez. like not the Tommy Wiseau no we mean to make it funny no you didn't dude you thought you were making fucking Taxi Driver yeah, and man. it turned out you were making Killer Clowns from Outer Space yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, and I'm and it's like dude I love Killer Clowns from Outer Space that is oh, one of my yeah. all time favorite movies Absolutely. I love that shit and there's so many movies even this is a big one too in the modern comic book I know you're a self professor nerd um, in the comic book blockbuster movie there were so many of those before then that yeah. people shit all over now and <laughs> yeah. I go Dude, those are fun. Yeah, it's like that's a popcorn movie. Oh the, yeah, you know the uh, the Daredevil with Ben Affleck. I liked it. Oh man, with electric nachos. Yeah, electric uh, nachos. Um,
1: well the the uh, Street fun. Fighter,
0: the Street Fighter movie with Raul Julia. You oh, know, for so good out. for sure. Oh, so man. good, so yeah. good, so good. And again, they were trying.
1: You sure. know, they were
0: trying. Yeah. And I appreciate you know again a a a a purpose bungle i appreciate that as well <laughs> right but it's sure. just not the same it's not it's, it's not the same yeah um again i've seen comics go out and purposely shit the bed yeah with notes and fumbling and you know that you know the first time open micer versus the andy kaufman right. victor agretta jr you know like i mean like you yeah. you know the difference when you see it sometimes you don't um If
1: if I've done my job right, you might not, especially if you you don't live in the, in the, that was the thing too, was like one of the tricks is making it accessible and yet jokey for comedians. But, you know,
0: everybody who knows you is like, (laughs) But yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, one of the biggest, one of my favorite gags, because I hate when people are like, uh that's my time or just one more like signaling to the audience that you're about, to, you're right. almost done. Right. So you guys can like, you know, move about the cabin. I'm freely, or Whatever. I'm shit. guilty of that. Well, it's, it's a natural thing. And again, I, I don't, I don't like hate people who do it. Like, Oh, you're never going to make it in Tinseltown. Like I'm right. some fucking Kingmaker. Uh, it was more that like, this is hilarious yeah. that everyone does yeah. this one thing. Right. And so I started my set with, I'm going to leave you with this. Brilliant. Because I am going to, leave I would cry. going to leave you with all of this. Dude, shit, I don't though. know if I ever
0: caught. Th- I don't know if I remember you doing that, but I would just cry laughing. That would be so <laughs> funny to me, because um, I love. Uh, that's why I'm a Hedberg fan.
1: Yeah, I just oh, yeah.
0: love those out of nowhere. Right, and it's like I know how smart you really are, dude. I see the fucking thing you're doing, but I know. Yeah, and again, I think that's it. It's like if a comedy fan, somebody who enjoys comedy, sits there, they may not get it. Somebody who studies and knows comedy will know the difference. I was at the um, Side Splitters when it existed, the local comedy club. Mm -hmm. I only got to go one time. I never saw the, uh, never got to do the open mic there. But I did get to go and watch Josh Blue who was great. Josh Blue was awesome. Afterwards, they did an open mic. Several of my friends, I was still new in comedy but several of my friends were there. There were some people I didn't know. Room was packed. Some were great. Some were good. Some were okay. A again i will i will keep names off the air just to not be a dick but um somebody i know you are familiar with a a local comedy legend of of years gone by that was a bit of a i don't know what's the word uh sorry sack of pill pill, pill Billy. <laughs>
1: um
0: you know i mean he was a nice fucking guy yeah but anyway he was at that open mic, and this was a, again, to people that don't know, that don't get the reference, it was literally a local comedian who was just a, a redneck guy who would come down and would be so pilled out of his brain, he would, uh, I mean, he, he was banned from every open mic in town. Yeah, He would, you know, grope people. He was just like every bad redneck stereotype you could think of, and and he actually, I've said this before, but I don't know if i ever said it on air, he is extremely personally responsible for my comedy in a way. And this is a hundred percent honest. And this is the truth. Um, I got invited, uh, you know, by somebody I've said this before, but I always wanted to do stand-up comedy. Didn't know how, didn't know you could just go and sign up again. It's one of those mystical secrets. Yeah. It's like the Mason's. So they don't tell yeah. you how to join. All you really have to do is ask, you know, um, and uh, uh, we don't do as many cult rituals, but our symbols aren't as cool. So we got to credit. I mean, like aesthetically, it's that Nazi yeah. thing. Like you're, I'm not so sure about what you do, but you look crisp doing it, guys. That's I right. got to admit. Yeah. And so, uh, but it's like the Shriners. You don't know. You just go sign up. It's like you just ask one. And um, so, I had wanted to do it. Got it. You know, encouraged to do it by a friend, Jeff Blank, somebody I loved dearly, who again was a, a very integral to to me being a comedy. Go to my first open mic. So nervous. Again, it was f- meeting girlfriends, parents, shitting yourself. Go to my first open mic. I walk up. I don't know anybody but Jeff. And I don't even know if he's there yet. So I'm I'm a, I'm shitting bricks. I walk up, and on stage at that moment is Pillbilly Deluxe. <laughs> and he has a black and white, uh, middle school, college, cow print composition book. And he's reading... What do you get when you cross uh, jokes? Yeah, out of a book, and I walked up and I took one look and I went, I can do this. Yeah, <laughs> and that was it, and that was it. And I tell anybody who thinks, hey, man, go. Oh, I don't know. I'd like to try this, and I go, look, go to an open mic. I promise you, somebody there will be so terrible you will realize well, I can do that.
1: Oh, uh, listen, it's it's astounding to me, the people who think that they can't do stand-up. I did uh, some interviews, again, for this other podcast mm-hmm. I'm doing uh, with working theater actors. One was a third-year MFA student who's just graduating. He's going to go up. He's moving to New York. He's doing the whole thing. Nice. Incredibly talented young man. Another lady who lives here, whose husband works at, at UT, and she's a professional actor. She's been doing it for, like, seven or eight years or something like this, you know. And both of them were like, oh, I don't know if I could do stand-up. I was like, really? really? And one of the, the – the guy, he, like, does uh, music, yeah. you know? And I think he's been to some mics and whatnot, too, but I don't think he's performed. And it's, you know, it's one of those crazy things. It's like people think that it's a lot more difficult than it is. Now, maybe some people should think it's a lot yeah. more difficult than exactly, it is. But. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh Pilbilly Deluxe definitely mm. should
0: have yeah. uh, rethought rethought. But anyway, so he was at the open mic. And, uh, dude, he was just terrible. But the funny thing was, this is the point of the story. Is So he's on stage, open mic. Dude, I'm standing there. I get to watch it with Josh Blue. We're standing there, like, watching. He is nodding off at the mic. Again, reading his what do you get when you place is packed. They've just seen a national headlining touring comedian. They've seen a room full of anywhere from okay to great local comics. And now they're watching, and they're loving it. They, th- yeah. they think it's Larry the Cable Guy meets yeah. Andy Kaufman. They're loving it. Yeah. He goes on. He gets the light, which again for non-comics means you got a minute, wrap your shit up. Um, he gets the light. He runs the light. He gets the light. He runs the light. They then cut the mute mic off. He keeps going. They turn the overhead music on. <laughs> Finally, somebody has to come and tell him it's time to go. Now, I'm standing there with Josh Blue who's just like, you know, I mean, it's, who's a hoot anyway. And he's just like what is going on? And I'm like, and I tell him the story and I go, Here, here's who this guy is. Yeah. He was like, what? And I was like, yeah, they're eating it up. They think it's Larry the Cable Guy meets Andy Kaufman yeah. and it's so it's so weird. Um, you know, you talk about acting and music. The skills translate. Yeah. I think, because uh, I came out of music. I did music first okay. um, and then kind of translated the skills. I think they're romance languages. Mm-hmm. If you're Italian, you could get along with the French language enough to kind of get the hang of it. Um, you'll have to learn some things, but it'll be very easy for you to learn because yeah. you already have a few of the basics. Yeah. If you're a comedian and you try music, you'll have some of the basics. If you're an actor and you want to try comedy, you'll have some of the basic skills. You will have to work and learn, but yeah. you can use what you know if you're smart enough to go, oh, this Oh, this is that. Okay, so I, I get that. So chow is, oh, okay, I got it, yeah. got it so and that's how i did it you know but um I, I, i've learned to be a lot more
1: fearless uh after taking this acting class yeah. so it's like if my schedule allowed it i'd, I'd hit some mics up but
0: yeah that's that's where i'm at with like acting and stuff for me i i think wayne and i talked about this a couple weeks ago um i'm at the point again i, I have to work a full-time job i got yeah. the wife i've got kids my wife is disabled so i'm the only breadwinner in our family um and of course she does she keeps people alive that's like way more important <laughs> i've said this before like she does everything and my job is to fund it that's yeah. That's how it works. You run the entire family because you're the bomb. I will just figure out a way to pay for some of it. I think it's probably right. more accurate. I'll pay for <laughs> some of it, um, and the rest we'll just steal. That's yeah. what we got to do. Yeah. Um, for me, I would have to almost jump to the Seinfeld money. If somebody came to me and went, "Hey, you're great. Um, we want you to act in this part. We'll pay you X amount to go on the road, do this, practice." But here's, I, I can do that. But I don't have that in the middle. Right. A, a, yeah, yeah. A, a ability at this point.
1: Yeah, that's well, it's almost impossible for people with kids. Yeah. You know, you you have to have that Lightning bolt yeah. kind of thing yeah. happens. So, you have to jump but, uh, yeah. straight from nobody to everybody. Sure.
0: You have to pull a tray crowder. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. uh yeah, and and that's possible. Trey's a great example. It does happen. Oh, you know, yeah, it exactly. is and in the world of technology, um, which I, we're gonna take a break here in a second. I want to talk to you because you have a big tech background, correct? Oh, yeah. That's um I, I knew you when I first met you, you were doing a bunch of stuff for Apple and stuff like that, yeah, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. So I want to get into that because again I'm I'm tech to, techno-tarded completely. I, I know nothing. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would have to jump to the the, the full money, um, which is possible through podcasts like this. That's one of the ways I hope to do it. Um, viral videos, um, you know, I do the Alex Foams puppet yeah. uh, that, w- that that I'm hoping to do more of those. Um, and and again, maybe can go straight to Seinfeld money. Yeah. So, but I think we're gonna take a break because I know I gotta pee. Uh, we're gonna come back and I'll talk some tech stuff, some family stuff, and we'll do the five to drive. Terry, what you got to play us out with? Some more Flaco Jimenez for Cinco de Mayo. We'll be back. This is Lance Adams for Deadbeat Radio.
1: Hey guys, this is Jay Kendrick. And I'm Biggie. And we're here today to talk to you about a new video game podcast coming to Stage Diver Radio Network entitled J&B's DLC. So has this ever happened to you while you are playing a video game? Get good, noob. Your mom looks like Sean Connery and i still banger. get wrecked. Well, you're in luck because we have a podcast by gamers. For gamers. Every other Monday, everywhere podcasts can be found and at stagediverradio.com.
0: Flacco Jimenez haters from a few weeks ago are now eating a little crow, seeing that the great Flacco is quite amazing. Not bad. Not bad. No, nice. Uh, by I'd... the
1: way, there is a uh, there's a crow cookbook. No way. Speaking of eating crow, I, I I made the the leap finally. You know, you do the one of those things when you're like, you hear about a you hear a phrase or something like I've been eating a lot of crow lately, and oh, I, yeah. I fully admit that. And I thought. What would go better with a great taste of crow than anything but just crow? Right. And so that's, that's what cookbooks are for. <laughs> I and would so think couscous. It's, there is literally, if you look on Amazon, <laughs> there is a crow cookbook. I mean, it's uh, a bird. It's a bird. Yeah.
0: You are eat a Gamecock? Or, uh, you know, a, I've what had a pigeon, uh, a actually. Pigeon.
1: Yeah, pigeon, Uh pigeon. I've got French relatives, so I've okay. eaten everything. Um, but I've got Bolivian and French relatives, so yeah, literally – I've eaten every every part okay. of the animal. Mm. Uh, What's wh- really fun about that is that in Bolivia what is considered peasant food? Right. in France is considered it's like like the shit, the the fancy shit.
0: Lobster yeah. used to be fed to prisoners, mm-hmm. right? Well, in yep. goat I mean.
1: size. So the the example
0: there is <laughs> actually yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who doesn't like jelly babies? Uh, I can't do. I, now like oh. I don't like organ meat. It doesn't bother me so bad. Like <laughs> it doesn't gross organ me out. Meat. Oh, I just God. I don't like the taste. They're the metallic yeah. taste. Like I grew up in mm. you know liver and onions and and oh, chicken. Liver. Now when I was a kid, oh. I loved chicken gizzards. Oh, uh, again a southern delicacy, yeah. but I, I just don't like <laughs> organ meat. Although I have to say, I do like a lot of like food television. And every time I've ever seen anybody prepare a sandwich made of tongue, I'm always like, that looks good. See, I'm not. You know, I've had tongue plenty of times. I've
1: not, but it's, it looks it's, good. It's, it's it looks okay. Good. It's all right. But you know what I really, really love? What? And, uh, blood sausage. I've never had it. I've heard blood of blood sausage. Is so damn good. Well,
0: here's the thing. I mean, people. I'm not gross. Like, it doesn't gross me out a little bit. There are certain things, like eating eyeballs gross me out. I, that's my line. Um, <laughs> escargot, that's my line. Yeah, but uh, I don't so. mind, like, uh, calamari, which grosses yeah. a lot of people out. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Um, the thought of caviar doesn't gross me out. I think it, I've never had it, but it looks good. Um, so there are things, like, again, tongue doesn't gross me out. Organ meat doesn't gross me out. I just don't like it. Yeah. Um, but I uh, there are things, and it's like, that I just, like, sweetbreads. Right in there, I'm yep, kind of yep. like, oh, that sounds a bit much. Well, I, um, I'll
1: tell you, this is an awful story. So anybody who's uh, particularly hungry right now, prepare to get not hungry. <laughs> good warning. Good morning. Uh, Spoiler yes. alert. Good, yeah. good job. So uh, in, in France, you know, they eat all kinds of crazy shit up there. Right. And uh, we go to one of my cousin's weddings, and I'm there with my Bolivian grandmother. And I don't speak the best Spanish. She doesn't speak the best English, but we get along pretty well in terms of communication. So we're also deciphering this menu. We go to this town that's basically like Gatlinburg from, say, 20 years ago. In the French countryside, it's Ooh. near the near the Swiss Alps, whatnot. I mean, absolutely beautiful. A real beautiful.
0: redneck Riviera, if you Basically,
1: will. Basically, yeah, and but it's I like absolutely it. gorgeous. The lake was pristine, and you saw the Alps in the background. I mean, just fucking picturesque as hell, <laughs> like but, Gatlinburg in the Smokies. Yeah, exactly, yeah, I get it. But also rustic. Like I said, this is twenty years ago, Gatlinburg, what? so it's fairly rustic. So, what would a French airbrush t-shirt say? <laughs> <laughs> I am it just a, it just had a guillotine on nice. it. But okay. like, uh, no. So, we go to this little restaurant which is like one of two restaurants i think in the town or more of a village and uh we order there are basically two things on the menu in terms of meats one is fish and i'm not a big fan of fish with bones all in it so i like mine filleted already so i know not to get that i'm that way with chicken wings i don't
0: like the food on the bone i like chicken tenders but i don't like chicken wings gotcha
1: and so, and then the other thing is sausage. And I think, well, hey, sausage, you, you can't go wrong there, right?
0: You certainly can. Yeah. Right. You, <laughs> so you certainly can. Sausage is one of the most wrong potential exactly. foods out there. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. So, how I, old are you to make this decision? Exactly. Is right.
1: Yeah. No, well, this was about 10 years ago or so. So, I was a younger man. Um, but my grandmother and I, we get this thing before we even bite into it. It already, we're like, did a cow just take a shit around here like a minute ago? It smelled like feces. And um, and we started eating it. I, I ate half of it. She ate about half of hers, too. And, again, this is a woman who's grown up with, you know. Right, right,
0: Escargo and shit like with that.
1: all kinds of wacky shit to eat. But even she was kind of like, I can't finish this. Because inside was, you know, tripe, basically. I've never had tripe. So it it was, looks gross. It was awful. It looks I mean, like coral. Yeah. What was weird was that, you know, right. we didn't get sick. So they've, they obviously sterilized the poo, the poo, but we were still eating shit. And so we're eating sterilized, but it was French shit. So, you know, it had a little (laughs) bit of, had a little, little, little flair, Um, you know, poop, a little bit Uh, of
0: zest into it. Would you like a smelly poop for dinner? It was a
1: zesty as shit sausage. I have
0: some of that like haggis. I draw the line there. Yeah. Chitlins. Again, I'm from the South. (laughs) I'm a big Chitlin fan. Um, Now this is again, one of those uh, hypothetical, hypocritical moments. The thought of Rocky Mountain oysters doesn't sound bad to me. I know that's terrible. I Every,
1: just couldn't because I've heard about the texture ah, and they're this, chewy. I as know. <laughs> that sounds awful. Yeah. Um,
0: but I, the, 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 the scene in Funny Farm with Chevy Chase <laughs> where he eats the lamb fries. Yeah. Um, when, when I was a kid, I was like, that sounds good. I don't know why. Yeah. And I've had that made ever since. But you talked about blood sausage earlier. And I've never had it. But um, au jus is just cooked blood. So, yeah. I, I mean, is it like that? Right, is yeah. it like a big au jus cake?
1: It's kind of like that. But you talked about the sort of uh, tin taste, you know, the, the yeah, metallic taste yeah. you get. You're going to get that in blood sausage because it's got a high iron content. Right.
0: And you don't get that in au or things like that. Right.
1: And there's two different types, as I as I learned oh. one time on a Coke bender in L.A. <laughs> uh, Hell yeah. It's been yeah. yeah. interesting. I, right. I like <laughs> where this is going already. <laughs> So, Cue the
0: white snake back up.
1: Welcome to Deadbeat
0: Radio. Yeah, I only do. Yeah. <Gest Powell resposta> He's the one to call, Blood sausage. He's the one to call, Mr. Goo. Yeah, go ahead anyway. <laughs> kind of like that. Yeah. I
1: I only uh, I only t- do cocaine in L.A. So uh, just so everyone knows, I have the same rule. rule right? yeah. <laughs> I've never been to L.A., but I do have the same rule. So, but we're we're driving around this this buddy of mine and I and. He's like, hey, now his wife's from Argentina, right? And he's like, I know this great Argentinian restaurant. Let's go. And I don't I'm know like, anything well, about Argentinian food. Well, well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. it borders Bolivia, but I don't know a whole lot about its food. Tank. I would so assume
0: Spanishy. It
1: very much so, yeah, because Rice, they're very corn. Europeanized. Yep. Uh, you know, for South America. So we go there, and I will say, oh man, great! This is awesome. There's blood sausage uh, on the menu. I order it, but this was the blood sausage that happens to have little pieces of tripe cut up in it. Oh. Yeah, which I did not realize until I start biting mm. into it. Um, but you know, again, the right. came yeah, in. Yeah, I don't like think right, i do that. That was uh, weird. Yeah, no, I don't think really I'd do that. Otherwise it's just spongy and it's it's quite That's hard. what I imagined. That's yeah. what I
0: kinda of imagined uh, to be kind of spongy. Um real quick, let's take a moment to uh, say what all we got going on. Uh, we're always happy to be here on Deadbeat Radio. Thank you for joining us again. If you are not uh uh been with us for the first half. Uh go back and listen and then you'll find out about my guest, Victor Agretta Jr. And uh you'll find out that uh here on Stage Diver Network we do all kinds of neat shit. Yeah. We do neat stuff. You like neat stuff, Victor? I love neat stuff. I like neat yeah. stuff. Um one of the coolest things we got coming up is CreepyCon. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're doing CreepyCon in August. That's gonna be the twenty fourth and fifth. Uh that's gonna be fun. We're gonna have all kinds of shit. Like tons of us are gonna be set up there. I know that J and B's DLC'll have a uh uh, booth, I know that uh, uh, we're gonna half be there. The
1: boys will be running around. Oh God, you're
0: screwed now. <laughs> Creepy con beware. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're gonna have a bunch of stuff going on there. Uh, got uh, here a little close to home. Got the Dead Beats uh, of comedy. Uh, my boys Bubs, Harris, J C Ratliff, myself, Patrick <laughs> Cunningham. We believe Kirk Keller is also coming up for that. That's uh, July twenty first at Sugar Mamas. So uh, come have an evening with the Dead Beats. Uh we uh, hope you, again, if you're not familiar, uh, Victor, I know you're a podcast guy, but um, if you have a chance, go through the network. There's some cool stuff there, man. Yeah, there's um, –
1: yeah, this is a great – I mean, this particular network, and there's just like a couple of networks around town, um, this one has like such a great – Diaspora. I love to use that word. Um, I
0: do not know what that means, yeah. but in context, I'm assuming buffet. Yeah, it's, it's
1: like the the diaspora of the rainforest includes frogs. It's a potluck. And, and it's it's a little bit of everything for everybody. I like you know, it. I like come on it. down. You're gonna find something you like. You find something you hate, even better. And that's what Don't it, review yeah, that yeah. One well, I mean, hey.
0: If you watch, the yeah, if you watch uh, <laughs> Howard Stern's uh, Private Parts, you know, they, they, they're reading the statistics. It's like so many people listen to uh, you know, uh, fans listen to it for an hour at a time. Uh, number one given reason is they want to see what he says next. Um, people who hate him listen for two hours at a time. <laughs> and they're like, number one answer given, I want to hear what he says next. That's so, right. yeah, yeah, I mean, you can hate us. The half of boys are easy to hate. We uh, make it easy. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, so there's a ton of stuff you can hate on the network. But there's also a ton of stuff to love. We've got video games with j bs DLC. We've got wrestling with One Fall or 60 Minutes with the uh, commissioner himself, Mitch Wheeler. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, tons of sports stuff, uh, Balls on Base with the great Corey Borger, who's also doing uh, Phantasm, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's down in Texas right now at uh, yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah, He's going to come cool. back
2: with some goodies that I get to shill. So. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, nice,
0: nice. Uh, so a lot of good things coming up. You can always check us out on Stage StageDriver Network, anywhere podcasts are found. We're on iTunes, um, even tards like me. I found it on uh, Google Music on my phone, already installed, no problem. Uh, I even found other podcasts from other people while I was there uh but you know fuck other people just do stage diver and uh uh, you can't search by that on there you'll have to go to the website and see what's there or you can again find individual podcasts anywhere they're found um we also encourage you go to our website you know send us an email let us know what you think let us know what you like let us know what you hate uh send nudes uh pictures of dogs i'm a cat guy so if you've got cat pictures love that nude dog Um, pictures uh, yeah. ferrets I'm partial to ferrets if you have cute ferret oh. pictures email those just put attention debut radio um, or you can call us one eight six five eight 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 zero one zero nine we we beg for a caller every week I'll tell you what uh, we'll will in the next upcoming weeks we'll plan a contest that's caller based mm, so man. um Kurt, I'll just give me your address and I'll send you whatever. <laughs> that's what I was about uh, to say. wasn't Kurt called. Yeah, you? <laughs> Kurt. Uh, I, I'm not sure Kurt owns a phone. Uh, uh, that's fair. Uh, but uh, so check it out. We have a lot of great stuff. And uh, today, again, we, we've had a great conversation so far with Mr. Victor Agreta Jr. Um, I mentioned you were a real Renaissance man and we talked about some comedy and puppet stuff. But this is something that, that I want to get into because I, I don't know anything about the side. You have a huge tech background. Yeah, when I met you, it was all bow ties and uh, sports coats, and you were doing um is it was for Apple well, well, AOL? It was, it was for AOL. Okay,
1: and we were writing about Apple. Oh, okay, it was, okay, it was that's official Apple weblog. So it was all Apple all the time.
0: Nice, and now so again, are you an Apple guy? Are we talked about Gibson yeah. Fender. Are you an Apple or are you yeah, an Android? I'm an, I'm an Apple guy. Okay.
1: I mean, I I've, I still have. When I was six years old, my dad bought an Apple II. Uh, this is 1978, going way back, and. Uh, I still have it. It's in my office at work. Uh, Still still boots up. Yep, still boots up. Here's the trick. You've got to have an old-ass TV to see the video output, because what they did was they they crammed it between channels. Yeah. And in the 90s, they started—this is so weird, but, okay, this is how much of a tech nerd I am, right? Uh, In the 90s, they started putting in what are called auto-tuners. And basically, you know, uh, old-timers like us will remember TVs that had two rings. You had the channel, and then you had the fine-tuning, right? So in the '90s, they started the uh, fine tuning was automated. So right. you'd hit a channel and it would like find the strongest part, lock in, boom, you're done. Well, before that, you you had this great fine tuning thing. So that's where they jammed in the Apple II signal. So you have to have this like uh, old school television in order to even see anything.
0: So you're goodwill bound.
1: Yeah, basically. I've, I've got a, a big-ass old ancient nice. TV to watch my uh, Apple II programs um, on.
0: When I was a kid, we had the Commodore 64. And uh, that's what, uh, I guess, my first real introduction to, not to say gaming, because we had an Atari 2600 before that. And I had some friends that had the ColecoVision. Damn, that's more than I had, son. Uh, hey, at one point, this was this was big living, at one point we had two. My brother and I each had one. Of Atari Twin and Commodore's nice, so I'm sure my parents looking back, I'm sure they probably you know pawned their car title to buy one of them.
1: Yeah, the Commodore uh, was a, I mean, it wasn't super expensive, <coughs> but it wasn't super cheap. And it's a real computer,
0: yeah. Oh, at the time, I mean, I played games that blew my mind, yeah. That was looking awesome. back, um, now he had his to a TV, but I got a monitor, I was looking to get a monitor, but it was the monochrome, ah, yes, orange and black, yep, so it was a bitch, but um, <laughs> we had the floppy disks that were actually floppy. Those uh, yeah, yeah. that are old enough to remember, and my favorite form we had some you could cartridges, you could plug cartridges in the back of the keyboard. Yeah, but my favorite the audio cassette data file,
1: yeah. So that's what ours came with because they didn't have discs. Yeah. And, and again, remember, my dad bought this in a bike shop because there were no computer stores no, at the time. No. So I still have Apple Soft Basic, which is you know the old school basic programming language created by Microsoft. Copyright 1978 on a cassette, so it's got the Apple logo. Dude, this part was hand wound by Steve Jobs. Yeah, I mean it's crazy. Well, the funniest thing was that we had a uh, a demo cassette that had all these integer basic programs, Uh and one of them was a bootleg of Star Wars. Like it played the theme, and you had to use like if you use the paddles, you had to do one for X, one for Y. It was a completely unplayable (laughs)
2: piece of shit. But
1: it was this awesome like Star Wars game, and again, yeah, I mean I had just seen Star Wars in theaters as a little kid. So all of this is making this huge impression on me. So the tech thing for me was always there because my dad was kind of a gadget nerd. Nice. And nice. so I grew up with that.
0: Yeah, I, like I said, I've, I've always been the guy that enjoys technology, but I don't know shit about it. Like I have a smartphone... I can do Facebook, I can look up answers, I can watch porn, uh, and, and that's about it. Or Honestly, that's I can listen to podcasts, uh, and I just recently found that out. We were about three episodes in before I realized I could do that. Uh, I was going to the website and downloading it uh, for, for <laughs> about the first three episodes. But
1: see, people make the mistake and think that I can develop stuff because right. I know what it takes to write software, and I'm, I'm not kidding you, I still to this day get recruiters they're like, I've got a job that they need this app made or blah blah blah, and I'm like, I don't do that. Do you understand that? Like, my math skills basically barely cover the capacity to balance a checkbook. Like, that's about as good as I can do. With Not math. every
0: guitar player can write music. Well, yeah, you know, I mean, I you mean, know, it's it's just because right. I understand how it works doesn't yeah. mean I can create it.
1: Yeah, and and I, uh, Lord knows, I mean, Lord knows, I would be financially independent if I knew how to write apps. For fuck's sakes, like, I have notebooks full. Of app ideas when the app Mm -hmm. store first came out for the iPhone, I was like, and even before that, I was using a BlackBerry. I was using like all this shit, and I had all kinds of great ideas. Yeah, exactly. But you know, certainly back then, at least in Knoxville, there was no way you were going to make an app Mm -hmm. and make money. Like there was no one here to even help you if Mm -hmm. you wanted to. So you would. It's
0: again that perfect storm, music, comedy. um, Has that a lot of that same thing where it's like the right time, right place. Yeah. Oh, you're in Boston in '82. You're gonna blow up comedy, <laughs> right? You know, you're. Yeah. Oh, you're hanging out with uh, the 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 Will Ferrells at this particular improv group. At this time, you're gonna do good. Yeah. And so those those moments happen. And and techs a lot of that. You have to be in oh, the yeah. right time, the right place. But I never got into the uh, the tech side. Like I enjoy having a good TV, but I, it doesn't have to be the 4K Ultra High Definition. Right. Like yeah. I I enjoy something nice, but I, I'm I'm pretty simple with my my demands. But I always did love video gaming, and I I love doing. Dude, we had these shitty again floppy disk versions. I guess this would be the '80s of these superhero games, and you had to like, like, you know, you would type in like something to do, and it would either trigger it or it wouldn't. Okay. And yeah. uh, I had this one, and a couple of them you just couldn't figure out because you couldn't Google right. what to do. Yeah, yeah. You get stuck on a game now, and you're like, oh, oh fuck, fuck it, yeah, yeah. Let me Google this. Uh it's 100 and YouTube walkthroughs. Yeah, you couldn't you, do you didn't that have to then. Play it. Dude, I had uh, this one where it was the Hulk, and you start off as Bruce Banner tied to a chair. Do you know the game? Did you yep. Remember this? Yep. Um, And again, it's in shitty monochrome, so it's orange and black. So the graphics suck anyway. And you're like, how do I turn into the Hulk? I'm tied to a chair. I cannot tell you the years I spent trying to figure out how to (laughs) turn into the Hulk. I had one where the game opens with a human torch and the thing stuck in a tar pit. (laughs) <laughs> and uh you have to get them out and the only thing i remember doing i, n- I never got to, i did finally turn into the hulk i remember figuring yeah. that out but i never could figure out how to get me the tar pit i was like human flame on it was like you flame on and you set the uh, the tar yeah, pit on fire, fire. and you shit? kill the thing and yourself and you're like uh,
1: these are like yeah. early escape room yeah yeah uh, awful type awful. games awful. yeah i remember those um i uh my i think one of my favorite well first of all i had a frogger that was almost identical to the Arcade game, and oh, I had I a little joystick, yeah. so that was amazing. But uh, I had a couple of cracked games. I had like Super Mario, or like uh, one of the Mario Bros, but it was the early, like the jumper, where they were jumping around, knocking crabs around is and shit.
0: Just Mario Brothers. Mario Brothers, That right. is yeah. not super, it's just, Mario yeah, just regular old
1: Mario Brothers fucking yeah. around. And, uh, uh, God, man, I had so many crazy things. Wasteland, though, I think was maybe one of my favorites. In fact, that got all of my games sent off to France to my cousins. Wasteland. Because this game, look it up sometime. It was called Wasteland. There's a
0: Wasteland Two now. Okay. I wonder if that's actually a follow-up. These
1: were, yeah. There was a there was a second one. There might have been a third, but Wasteland. A lot of Fallout mm-hmm. is based on the the wasteland like aesthetic and a lot huh. of the concepts. Not a big so Fallout you can trace fan, Fallout cool. back to huh. the '80s okay. and this game called Wasteland. But you had to have like two disk drives. It took up like eight disks. It was fucking amazing
0: wow it was a huge adventure Uh, multi-disc games blew my mind and multi-disc i had a couple of those like um summer olympics summer games which were great uh and we had the old atari one stick rubber falling off hard plastic just digging into your palm of your hand and you're
1: (laughs) super ergonomic yeah
0: oh yeah terrible terrible um and so I, I went through that, but again, I was never a tech guy. I was I was always, you know, um, pretty low on the totem pole. I, I lo- had my Atari, loved it. Got the Nintendo, loved the Nintendo when that came out. That was mind blowing. Again, to go from Atari twenty six hundred to this,
1: right? What the fuck? Yeah.
0: <laughs> and that carried me for a long time. And then the Sega Genesis came along, and you're like, three oh, wow. goddamn buttons? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> you know, and I it see colors for the first time, yeah, and it talks when you turn it on. Yeah. Sega... Just amazing so and, you know
1: actually i i have and i still have this on floppy but there was a game and you can look it up because there's youtube walkthroughs for all of this shit now it's so now great oh my god what
0: i would i may go dig out my commodore man i have not thought of this and see if i can still find that game and figure out how to get the human torch and the whole uh, the you should, uh, thing absolutely. out of a tar pit yeah
1: well you know there was another game by the way for commodore and apple that was the Ghostbusters game. Did you ever get to play that?
0: I remember the one for Atari, but no. Yeah, it
1: was awful. It was terrible. The one for Atari is awful. Yeah, I think they're all awful. But that that, that was like the rich You stand at the bottom of, of the building, and you yeah, just point your pixeled yeah. line up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. Which is a reskin version of the Spider-Man game from the same era. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> it was awful. But the worst, we owned... The single worst game in video history. E.T. E.T. Yeah. yeah. I remember firsthand being like, this sucks. Even then, I mean, you didn't get it. Now you look back and you go, oh yeah, that sucked. I get well, it now.
1: People forget that even though, you know, and of course that's what spawned Nintendo's like seal of uh, quality uh, shtick that they did with all their stuff, which was not necessarily a bad thing, but people forget there were some clunker NES games. I mean, it's just like any other oh platform.
0: You're going to have some shit ones. Anything by LJN? Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah. The, okay. So this is a goof, but like, if you if you know the right places to look online, you can find uh, the NES. You can find NES. Uh, what do you call them? ROMs or whatever, right? Right, right. So uh, you you find very Pie. Yeah, yeah. You can find these NES ROMs. Well, you don't have to do that. If you got a PC, you can uh, get an emulator and put it on your machine, and you can play every single NES game right. because each game is like two kilobytes. Oh yeah, the data compared now. Yeah, if you want a a semi fun Sunday afternoon, grab you all these NES cartridges, basically, virtually, and go through and start playing some of these shit. Oh yeah, (laughs) because they're awful. They're like some of those knockoff emulators you find in Walmart or whatever, where you're like, you know, I'm playing Snake. You know.
0: Remember the uh, mini Nintendo from last year? Oh yeah. So those were the hottest fucking thing coming and going. Again, I work in a video game store. It was ridiculous dude i still i got somebody asked me about one of those today um so hottest thing coming to going we were sold out before we opened the door because we only had so many and we had twice we had people camping out at six in the fucking morning. i ended
1: up getting the japanese famicom S- so super famicom cause, i got yeah.
0: one um and not through connections at work oddly enough my father-in-law bought me one and and Lindsay one for christmas nice um i i didn't enjoy it i was actually kind of disappointed yeah. I was excited to uh, show it to my kids. Uh, I thought Silas would really enjoy it. Um, He was like, Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, cool. Um, But um, my problem was the game selection sucked, I thought. Yeah. Um, Out of the 30 or whatever, there were probably three I played. And I was just like, You had Super C, but not Contra? Right. What? what?" Yeah. You had all three Mario Brothers. Now, when the Super Nintendo came out, luckily this year, or I guess this Christmas, luckily they were far more. uh, accessible. They were out yeah. uh, and they tend to learn from their mistake. Um, anyway, I, I didn't get it, but I would have wanted it. It was far bigger percentage of games I would play. Yeah, uh, two controllers. So I just thought it was a, a, a far better way to go. Um retro gaming's huge people love that stuff right oh, yeah. now um i mean retro gaming is is a massive well, slice if, of the pie
1: if you want to hold on to cartridges and shit there's a lot of good uh emulator console type things right there's the there's a couple of different brands The Retron. Is, we yeah, sell the retron there you go yeah and it's got like three slots mm-hmm. so you can put different shit in there Yeah, it's
0: the there's the retron like the retron that'll do one the retron two that'll do two yep. different ones yeah, the yep. three you put you by the number on it you could some of them do like the game boy cartridges yep. and shit yeah they're yep. crazy um, and more and more of that stuff's getting remastered on modern oh, yeah. uh, gaming stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was trying to
1: figure that out. You know what I saw uh, is going to be on the Switch, which kind of blew my mind because I would not think of the Switch as being the ideal platform for this, but Seventh Guest. Does anyone remember Seventh oh, Guest? Oh, yes, I do. Right? Very video-based. It was pretty much an interactive movie type thing. Yeah,
0: like uh, what's the Phantasmagoria or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Night there, Trap? Night yeah. Trap, remember that? You know,
1: there's a, and speaking of Night Trap, there's a, a game that's out right now that I've I just put on my Xbox 1 um that is called The Night Shift or something like that and that does uh, not ring a bell or late night well it's brand new and it is a fully interactive movie movie um like they shot nice. hundreds of scenes nice. and you go through so I'm going to be playing that pretty soon on my little but, yeah I Android remember the Dad seventh stream. guest I'll, uh,
0: I'll tell a quick seventh mm. guest story this is oh, funny. Shit. I have a seventh <laughs> guest story um the seventh guest for people that don't know was a computer game, late 90s, mid-90s, I guess. And it was, again, revolutionary. It was a puzzle-based ga- game, game. Um, think Myst or uh, Riven or anything of that nature. So it was very puzzle-based. Um, it was horror-based and had some... Um, I know there's a term for it where they actually photo where they the, there was video mo capture at the right, time. Yeah. It was a technology they would record it and put it in a game. And so big, big thing for again for people that don't know, Night Trap uh, is the one a big one that you should check out because Night Trap is one of the reasons there's the ESRB now. Mm. Um, the reason your games have um, you know uh, E T uh, uh, M rated and so on. It, Night Trap uh, was one of the ones and Mortal Kombat. Those yeah. two games are pretty much single handedly. Uh, responsible for the ESRB. And uh, Night Trap was the same thing, but the seventh guest came out, and a friend of mine would literally go every day because they had it on a demo at Sears in the mall, which is stupid. It's all That's that's borderline like running porn to show the TVs. <laughs> again, would you, would you agree? Oh, yeah. Because, again, it's horror-based. Yeah. It should not be just out and about. Yeah. So it's uh, in Sears, in the mall. Uh, we had a computer section, and he literally would go every day to play the demo he had a notebook where he would take notes so imagine this mall rat nerd just showing up every day imagine working there like getting yeah. a job people are like alright man so here's what's up smoking rooms around back so take your break when you can we take lunch here uh, here's where the, the brooms and stuff are kept oh uh, by the way that's Chris he just comes every day his mom will pick him up in about two hours he just plays the seventh guest uh, if, if you ask him to step away we can show the computer but like he just showed up every day uh, <laughs> and I thought that's the weirdest thing ever I just thought that was the yeah. strange thing uh, but yeah I remember The Seventh Guest it was a it was a big thing back then um and I I really like the movies style games we've gone to now you yeah. know I, I think now the what technology technology can do is amazing um I got the PSVR a while back I, I, don't, I don't mean to turn it into J&B's DLC but we're talking tech you know And yeah. but yeah I got the PlayStation VR um really cool uh I got uh, just really lucky and got given one, and I was like, nice. uh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. Uh, somebody I know had had got a free one and was like, "Hey, man, I've already got one. Do you want it?" Uh, "Yeah, yeah, I do." <laughs> and uh, the first thing I did, um, they put out a little um, a sampler called PlayStation Worlds, and it's basically Wii Sports uh, for the for the VR. It's mm-hmm. hey, here's a little collection. Of decent games to show you what this can do, and one's called London Heist. And if you have the PlayStation Move controllers, you're like it's like being in a Guy Ritchie movie, you know, and you're shooting up. And one of them Street Luge, and that God, that about made me vomit. You're you're lugeing down the street, and you actually don't control it; you tilt your head left and right, and the guy shifts left and right. And so there were times you would come flying around a truck, and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and uh, and and so there are like some free little mini games that come with the, the, the when you just download it. But yeah. then in this PlayStation Worlds was this thing called uh, I think Shark Attack, and it's a total passive experience. It's just again to show you what the VR can do. And the first level they put you down in a shark tank, oh and God. they drop you. And so I'm I, I am freaking out a little bit. But in this first level, you literally do nothing. You don't have a controller in your hand. because You don't need it. But you can look completely. You can turn 360 degrees, and it looks 360 degrees. You look down. There's a shark tank, under, and fish are swimming behind turtles. And I swear to God, you'll especially if you're high. You'll reach out and grab one, and you're like, "What?" Because again, you don't have a control in your hand. Yeah, you're yeah. Just sitting there, and um, the second level of it is a little more of a of a, of a, a I guess a, a, a active experience. You don't have the controller, but there's uh, stuff in your headphones. Or if you don't have it, like that's the best if you have headphones. Oh yeah, because you're totally locked away, right? <laughs> and the first time I did did the um, the the first board, I was home alone, nobody was there. I late and I got my headphones on. I can't see anything. And again, I'm jumpy. Victor and I were out back for uh, you know our break, and a cat ran by, and I about peed myself. <laughs> so I'm as jumpy as a 13 year old girl on a hit of acid. Um, anyway. And um, so I'm there at home, late night. I've got the headphones on, I got the VR on, and it's total horse blinders. You can't see anything. Yeah, oh yeah. And so, and the first time they drop you down, and I wish people could have saw me. I was just like, oh, oh, oh. again, like a 13 year old girl on yeah. her first head of acid. I'm reaching out for turtles, and I was, and I'm, I'm a little terrified at any moment somebody's gonna come up and go, yeah, hey, and I'm just gonna like pee myself. <laughs> so, but I didn't do the second board till the next day. I get my headphones on, and the second board, they take you down. And in your ear, you hear like, all right, be on the lookout for the salvage. And we know the ship crashed around here. And so you're getting at least a little story. Yeah. And uh, every now and then you'll hear a and it'll rock. And they're like, oh, there's some seismic activity coming down there. So And so it's really um, engulfing. It's very uh, escapism. You, yeah, you yeah. get lost in it very easily. And then all of a sudden, they were like, we're getting some movement on there. Maybe the volcanic activity. And at about about 3 o'clock off to the the side, you see the shadow moving. And you see the fin. And the gray skin comes in. And it's just this great white shark. And it circles you. And I squeal. (laughs) Now, when you turn 360 degrees on the VR headset, you see 360 Mm -hmm. degrees. But the TV only show, the TV stops at about 45 degrees. So they're still looking at 11 o'clock while I'm looking at 6 Mm o'clock. They see the shark. They know where it is. I do not. And I'm panicking, panicking, because it's so real. And I'm a beanbag floor gamer, right? When I game, I like to, so picture this big hairy ape in the floor (laughs) piled (laughs) up under a blanket in a beanbag, you know, right? Mm -hmm. And I've got this, you know, giant headset on. And the shark charges. About the time I turn back around, so I turn face to face. Boom! He grabs the shark, takes it, he shakes the shit out of him, and I screamed. And I was like, and I can vaguely hear the laughter of the uh, 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 over the headphones of my wife there. And so then it disappears, and it's gone. But it's ripped the front off the shark cage, and it looks like you're just about to fall out into nowhere. It, 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 it's a roller coaster, uh. like heart palpitations. <laughs> and so I'm panicking, and then it comes back, and it gets in the cage, and it's just like a horror movie. like <laughs> You're just waiting on Samuel L. Jackson to say something mm-hmm. and just get disappeared. And, dude, I'm Here's kicking. Johnny. I'm kicking this stupid thing because it it is so real. I'm kicking this stupid thing and I'm crawling backwards up on the couch and I'm just screaming and I hear laughter intensify. My whole family, we live with my parents. Everybody in the entire goddamn house has come to see what the attention is. And when it's all done, they start pulling you up and they're like, "We're, we're getting out of there, we're getting out of there. And I'm panicking and the fucking shark charges one more time. There's one more rock from the volcano. A rock hits him and he swims away. They pull you up. I grab the headphones. I throw the whole VR off, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> "It's not real. It's not real." <clears throat> but that it's it's fun. It's a yeah. lot of fun, and it is.
1: And the whole family is uh, there taking. Oh, pictures they're, they're,
0: oh yeah, dude. We have been saving. We got um, until dawn. Russia blood, Ooh. which if you're not familiar, is a VR scooby-doo amusement park ride if rob zombie directed it (laughs) it's basically captain spaulding's uh wild you know tour uh the vr game and we're saving that for me to play that so we can record that uh because uh you want viral gold yeah trust me baby i'm getting picked (laughs) up by every video game uh (laughs) podcast out there it will be on it'll be on web soup i promise you (laughs) i promise you uh but they're, they're fun have you got to play with any of the vr stuff before uh, a little
1: bit, yeah. We, in fact, my big gaming PC that I use for Angry Dad Gamer is now with my son uh, because <coughs> he's doing VR stuff. So he's got the Rick and Morty game. He's got. Oh, uh, I, I pre-ordered
0: that, but haven't picked it up yet. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, it's basically Job Simulator, uh, yeah, skinned as Rick and Morty, right?
1: Exactly. Yeah, but there's some neat little, uh, like you know, lore and uh, okay. and it's canon too, apparently. Nice. So to guys. I'm gonna
0: I'm gonna pitch this right here. So it's on record, Terry. We have that. We're rolling. <laughs> See, we're rolling yeah, tape. Yeah, yeah. All right, we're rolling. We got it. I want this on tape right now. Uh, uh, May 5th, Cinco de Mayo, 2018. So if this idea gets ripped off, you guys remember, we're suing the fuck. Stage divers going global, right? (laughs) When this idea gets picked up. Um, Now, I've said it a few times at work before, but I work in a pretty rural community. I think we're safe, right? I think there are more uh, uh, teeth uh, per webcam ratio (laughs) where I work, so I don't don't think it's going to be a big deal. I don't think anybody's stealing it. But from here on out, This is my idea, and I think it's great. If I had any idea, I have any way to do this, I'm going to do this. Take Portal and reskin it as Rick and Morty with Morty as Shell and Rick as GLaDOS. (laughs) how brilliant is that yeah right you have nothing to do you remake the exact same fucking game you don't even have to change dialogue you literally just have Rick going there's cake and you have Morty going you just do that verbatim and you put that, that I guarantee you huge seller I, we could be billionaires <laughs> if so, only we controlled the Rick and Morty know, intellectual I, I property I know, or knew how to skin video games. That's probably easy though. Technology yeah, like that's we, we we can just
1: do it in video. We'll, we'll just, <laughs> just make go. a video. We'll, we'll we'll do one over that. Fuck it. Well, that's
0: great. That's great. Uh, yeah, you know, we were talking about it earlier. I I, I caught on to Rick and Morty late, but uh, I, I the, the fan base is so toxic. You're gonna tear down a McDonald's because they run out of a sauce that you've never even heard of. Man,
1: I got that sauce Did for you? weeks on end. It was so lovely. I hate yes. teriyaki,
0: so oh. I never. I don't. I don't like teriyaki. Tastes like burnt motor oil to me, and so I can see that. And yeah. Szechuan is just teriyaki, right. and that's the thing. It's like. You guys know everybody's had some form of teriyaki. Flavor. It's not hard. Oh yeah, like, like you—you've never even heard. I was there when it happened, and nobody gave a shit then. I keep
1: meaning to Google. I'm sure someone figured out a hoisin teriyaki sauce blend that's yeah. No, no, no. no. There's—I've the... seen
0: videos. It's how to make it at home. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, I but again, I hate the flavor. So, I did, But I, the show is great. I do love the show. I think it's a lot of fun, and I can't wait to get the VR um, because yeah. I, I pre-ordered it. Um, here, so this is funny. I pre-ordered the game, and they had the regular, and they had the collector's edition. Collector's Edition was $20 more. And it came with the following the game. It came with one exclusive Funko Pop. Um, and you had a chance to get a chase. And it came with a two sided poster. So, no, again, I, I'm not mathematically, you know, great that often. But so for $20, I get a $10 toy and a poster you would have given me anyway. Right. <laughs> like, um,. I don't know if, but I did it anyway. I yeah. bought it anyway, and the uh, the reason I bought it was the one of the the one side of the poster is a Last of Us spoof with Rick and Morty instead of oh, Joel shit. and Ellie, and I I literally so I paid twenty dollars for that basically. That's awesome. Uh, everything else was just a freebie, but uh, yeah, I, I got into the show. I I hated it so bad at first, and just watched a couple episodes to get the references, and just fell in love. I was like, all right, this is good stuff.
1: I, I got into uh, Royland's work way back in the day. Um, of course, a lot of people know Dan Harmon from Community, Community right? But Which uh, is where where I,
0: I was familiar with him, right?
1: Probably. Yeah, and but Royland for me is actually like one of my favorite dudes because I
0: don't know him from anything but this.
1: Back in the dawn of the blogging era, back in like the mid two thousands or whatever, uh, I, and I want to say it was Boing Boing that posted <clears throat> about him. I'm, I'm pretty sure that they were the ones that came to his rescue. But he had created this thing called House of Cosby's. And if you look this up on YouTube today, it is, it is fucking that crazy. Rings a, bell. a lot of people have seen this because I think it you know is on E bomb's world or whatever. And again, this we're talking about like two thousand four, two thousand five time. And uh he created this thing and Bill Cosby sued him to have it taken down. Doesn't it fall under
0: parody? I well, mean, of course it does. Didn't but Larry Loyland, Flint you
1: get crippled for this but Royland didn't have the money to hire a lawyer to fight it so you know and today we can all say fuck you bill cosby but i was saying it back then because this guy was trying to fucking shut this like and this guy he was like Royland at the time was nobody like he was doing this all on his own you know he had some friends helping him out or whatever but uh so but boing boing like i think it was them came to the rescue hired a lawyer like nice. got it back and they hosted it themselves but this was again this is right around youtube had barely launched right, i think or whatever right. so you know they didn't have the promotional vehicle but that's that's sort of his uh south parks jesus versus got santa it. thing got it. Okay. you know it's like that was the thing that got him on the radar I have of a seen
0: lot of people. the uh, Doc and Marty's. I've seen those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the original sure. Doc and Martys. And yeah. they're they're dead on. And but you House get of that, Cosby's
1: you, you get an idea of just how like fucked was, up his ideas. Was here. House
0: of Cosby's more parody esque? But I guess if you're on oh, online yeah. parodying, again, it's easy for a network to go, I'm not doing that. But if you're doing it yourself, it's easy for you to be like, Well, no, the, no fuck it, let's do it. The
1: setup was was that he loved Bill Cosby so much, he went to a stand up show with Bill Cosby. He got one of his hairs and he started genetically cloning him. So got each it. Cosby though was a different. There was like bathtub Cosby. So it's and multiplicity Cosby. with yeah. Cosby. Yeah, they all had got a different it. thing. You know, it was
0: like, it. I'm okay.
1: curiosity Cosby. I like to explore. Well, again,
0: parody is is protected. You know, yeah, it's the Weird Al thing. People always go, Oh, do they give you permission? And Weird Al will tell you, you know, in any interview, yeah, they do, but I don't have to. Right, like, I don't. Exactly. I, I could yeah. do what I want. Yeah. I don't. And I'm cool with that. that's what you want to do, that's great. That's a great philosophy. But I'm also of the – fuck it. I don't need your permission. Right. It, Alex Jones is not going to sue me because I do a puppet impression of him. Well, he might, but uh, he won't go very far. But, he, no. Even if he does, I mean, that puts you over automatically. That, yeah, again, yeah, 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 that's the yeah, best yeah, publicity yeah. I can get. That's, of course, here's that. what's sad, though. <laughs> I'm going to win a crowd I'm not really crazy about. That's what worries me. <laughs> um, that that does worry me. It's like I'm going to win a crowd I'm not so crazy about and that bothers me.
1: Well, you know, you just have to move. Mm, yeah, like go yeah. Go
0: underground. Yeah, go underground. I mean, again, if they listen to the show, they'll go, "Oh, he's not a dick. He's just wrong." <laughs> and I'll yeah. take that. I'll take that. That's that's if you that's what you get and you listen to the show and get some of my personal philosophies on on again religion or politics and you go, yeah, he's he's not a dick. He's just wrong. I'll take that. That's 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 a win-win. We'll we'll accept that as meeting in the middle. So yeah, I think that's totally cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, I uh, I wasn't sure about uh, the Rick and Morty thing. And there's some shows like that and some bands that were the toxic fan base. You're just like. no uh i've i've talked before about like the icps and fish you know you're like you you guys might be okay but your your fans suck so don't ever do that guys that we don't want that we don't want the uh the shitty fans to uh to bog us down here and for for good people to check it out so Uh, but i think we've got a good fan i think he's uh i think we got a good our fan base uh we can't deny any fans at this point i'm 100 percent cool with with my fan base uh he's a friend of mine i think it's good (laughs) I, i see
2: that he's uh stepped up to commenting on the stuff and i'm like Fuck yeah, man, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. He's actually start coming. I think we're only a show or two away from a call. I think it's gonna happen. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> but I tell you what, I think we are time for. I think it's time for the five to drive. Let's uh, let's have some fun, Victor. You've been uh, great again. This is everything I wanted. I even told Terry, I was like, he was one of my sh- uh, trying to get from day one, and I'm yeah, glad man. it worked out because it's been fun. This is what I wanted. Oh yeah. Um, so you, you've listened to an episode again. Every guest listens to the one before them. Um, so you know what the five to drive is. It's the five questions I ask everybody to drive this episode home. Uh, but before we get there, though, um, you got a lot going on. Let's give you a chance to plug that up. Uh, what? What? I know you're um, starting your angry dad, angry dad gamer. That's right. Um, and yeah. some other things. So, what's up? What do you yeah, got going on? Where that's... can we find Victor Greta Jr.? Where can we support you? Where can we uh, come laugh at you? Whatever.
1: <laughs> well, uh, the main thing is angrydadgamer.com. You can okay. just go there. I'm going to have blog posts up uh, that'll be reviews. We're doing uh, more streaming. I'm trying to do some streaming. Have i Have had actually microphone problems with the Connect. Go figure. Like, I don't know what the fuck that's about.
0: So, the Connect? Yeah. Oh, it sucks. Yeah. That's what it's about. Well,
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, okay. So, I a you need a lens to put on the thing so it's not like capturing my entire uh, living room. And yeah. it, it just won't assume I've anything.
0: thought about using my PlayStation mm-hmm. camera for some videos and yeah. stuff. But I've never tried. So, it's, I don't know how good it would actually not, be.
1: Well, and the other thing, too, is that, like, if you look on... I've been on Mixer a lot. And if you look on there it's still people with PCs that are streaming because they've got got all the like when someone follows and it's, you know, popping up and doing all kinds of crazy shit. Although Mixer is new enough to where when somebody does do that, uh, it's basically like a big fucking deal. So when you get featured, um, people show up and start following. So if your music sucks Mm -hmm. or it's laborious, it'll get old really quick because Uh. there's like hundreds of followers a minute when you get featured and yeah, someone yeah. goes from like maybe a hundred followers to like two thousand in an
0: hour that they're featured. Uh
1: but Anger Dad Gamer, uh And don't forget com. that's not
0: just video games. That's board games, card games. You guys do all kinds of yeah, stuff there. Well
1: yeah, the next review that people I'm people hear gamer
0: now and it's instantly like video games not interesting. Right, this, right. You guys do a lot of different stuff. Yeah,
1: there the, the the next thing I've got coming up that's a video review of a, this Quidditch board game. It's like it actually oh, tries that to sounds create cool. Yeah, turn Quidditch into this board game. And you can only buy it at Universal Studios uh where they have like the Harry Potter land. Right um and that's where i got it nice. we got yeah it's it's super fun spoiler alert but um i'll do a complete rundown like how you play it i love um, games
0: i'm a board game card game video game I oh like, yeah i like all that kind of stuff i really do my wife and i have always been cool to sit down and play board games so i would enjoy that side of seeing those reviews so well, that's uh, great we're
1: gonna do like one of those a month i think and uh, so yeah angry dead game and you guys can i got a podcast with a friend of mine i used to work with at that apple blog i ran uh this guy dave Kalo, he lives up in Cape Cod. Super cool guy. He actually used to do a podcast with a guy named Aaron Monkey who does lore, which has become this big fucking deal. Like they've got a Amazon Lore. Amazon Prime <laughs> as a TV show. Oh, I do lore. know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was really cool. I watched it like a few Not weeks familiar. ago. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a super great show and a great <laughs> podcast too for people who like spooky stuff. It's I do? excellent. Yeah. I do? And uh so anyway, but uh, Is that
0: up yet or something that is coming?
1: No, that's up okay Uh, yeah yeah but it's like a narrative horror no i mean the
0: what you're doing uh, with the guy from lore
1: yeah well it's actually a dude that did a podcast with aaron so i worked with i worked with david and he plays board games all fucking week like i don't know he has a little coven up there in cape cod where they just play board games so every couple of weeks we're gonna ask hey dave what have you been playing the past couple of weeks oh cool and he's gonna talk about that because again you know, uh, Dave was one of our top guys at Tua, the unofficial Apple web blog, and he used to do that all kinds to be an of acronym. reviews. Yeah, that, well, we had tuaw.com. So our website was worth like millions, apparently just because we were one of the few four letter domains that like existed oh. um, yeah i mean there's only so many you know True. permutations and who the hell is going to use tuaw I guess with
0: radio you have to be so far away right like you can have a wdvx here <laughs> but you can have like a wdvx in like california i, I
1: believe so yeah well now in california would start with k and that's the other thing too is that yeah they have got the like so right, got I remember kcrw that. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah
0: so the, the last three can be the same it's the front right. one that designates so right. right so but they would be the same kind of way with web stuff Exactly. See, I don't understand. I knew radio side of yeah, that, but yeah. I didn't know the...
1: And you can look... If you look up uh, Angry Dad Gamer on YouTube, just put no spaces in between any of the letters and you can find... All it. spelled but, correctly, you No know, yeah, funky, like, web star. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, nothing okay. like that. But I think they took away, like, I had Angry Dad slash Angry Dad Gamer and they took it away for some reason. Anyway, hmm. who gives a shit? Um, fuck them all. Yeah. Uh, but I actually have a bunch of now crazy... we know
0: why he's the angry exactly oh well
1: yeah. I I, haven't, I have yet to get super angry on any of my shows yet but I will trust me I uh, got
0: it confused when I first saw you posting it I got it confused with the angry gamer nerd right uh, have yeah, you had yeah. that problem before yeah yeah well, so he's funny too but the, you is. know this different it's guy a little different right. right exactly uh, I like his actual serious stuff better I like his like when he's just doing like movie reviews yeah. and stuff that's much better but no it's not the same it is angry angry dad dad, dad. dad gamer so go check that out as well um what else i know we can catch you on uh, wuot uh in the morning yeah you can catch me on there
1: i uh i run the morning game. spoon feeding the snowflakes yeah Yeah, exactly yeah you know It's for people who don't have smartphones and want to know the time and the weather <laughs> and the traffic and all. That I
0: being being an hour away, I have trouble picking it up. But when I do catch it, anytime, yeah. sometimes on my way to work, um, since I work uh, closer to Knoxville than home, I do catch it from time to I, time. I got so. a
1: funny snowflake story for you. Actually, oh, real quick. I, love, I, I do
0: hate the word it. It and cuck uh, get on my nerves so bad <laughs> now. Again, it's like shut up. Like, look, once upon a time, that was a good thing. You, you dumbass, I'm you just, ruined it for us. Those I'm were just, both good it, when we were just damn it
1: well at least with cuck people are learning new fetish things yeah you know know, that's another one it's like you guys
0: don't even know what that means like Uh, what they do now and you know but they're using it wrong you're like you're totally that's not right oh that's you're not using it right right at least with snowflake you're getting it correct with cuck you're not that's not even close yeah i found out there was a truck driver uh that listens to me
1: um and he does like long-haul trucking or whatever right Mm -hmm. And he friended me on Facebook, which I'm, I'm, you know, since I've, I was a comedian for a while, I'm a friend, I'm a Facebook. Yeah, we whore. get weird people. Yeah, I'm people from who shows. Whore. Right. You get just, you know, you're just like, like, oh, you and you're like, and then you have to think
0: back, you go, oh, oh yeah, right. You, mm, outside smoking, you came so, about it.
1: But he got he got mad at me uh, because he started complaining that the media was calling Stormy Daniels a, pro, a, pro, a, a porn star, and I'm like that's because that's her profession like and he was like oh they're slut shaming her I'm like no they're talking about the job that she does like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah,
0: no, okay, so let's go ahead. Ultimate white privilege. Yeah. Ron Jeremy is a porn star. He's a white dude. He's a porn star. Nobody's going to say, that's what he does for a living. Yeah, right?
1: they're not going to say like retired statesman. You can uh, say slash you know,
0: actor slash author or whatever. Sure. And Stormy Daniels was in The 40-Year-Old Virgin. So you but, can say, you know, uh, you know, uh, porn star she's slash. a business
1: slash person as well. I mean, so you know. So many people, but it's factual. You Come can't on. be a
0: dumbass about it. Uh, I'm a huge you fan. You me over that.
1: That's the, that's what? That's yeah, yeah, like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me
0: i that's the one thing too when i hear it so often is you know again for people on the right that again the, the terrible examples again as a christian the bible thumpers you right. hear those guys and they they go out and he goes look take a mirror man take it yeah. here's the deal and this is this is honest to we with comedy and i believe this 100 i i do my best to do it on stage i do it my best to do it in real life and i do it my best to do it here i go with a south park philosophy it's all on the table or none of it's on the table. If we we are all equal in this world. You want equality? You know what equality means? You get made fun of too. I get made fun of sometimes. You get made fun of. I'm the butt. You're the butt. We take our turn. And you know what? We have all equal access to everything. You want equal job, equal access to jobs, equal access to money. You want equal access to college? Well, guess what? You get equal access to comedy. You take the shit. If somebody. And the one that pissed me off, South Park, actually, is Schiff. When Isaac Hayes quit over oh, making yeah. fun of Scientology, yeah. I, I'm not even a huge what South Park hell? fan, but it's like, you hypocritical son of a bitch. Right. You spent X amount of seasons milking this cash cow, saying anything about everybody, but when it came your turn, you couldn't take exactly. it. You're a bitch. Yeah. And there's so many people on the right and the left that both are that way, and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you're gonna be a bit, you're, you're a snowflake. She's a porn star. You're mad over this. That right. is dumb. Yeah, that it is was... dumb. The best was the Roseanne. Did you see that? Uh. Uh-uh. So I saw the Facebook capture. I don't know what's before and after it. I don't do Twitter. I need to. Uh, you may have to teach me Twitter. Yeah. But um, there was a uh, a, a Roseanne Barr tweet who I I, I don't really like even a, you know like the whole Roseanne right wing. I, I'm all for it. When she was like, the Connors would have voted for Trump. Yeah. I, did, I don't watch the show in the 80s. I don't don't watch it now. I didn't like it back then. I'm not a fan of her comedy. She's great at what she does. Yeah. Never been a fan. Of the uh, And it's not the National Anthem thing. Didn't care anything about that. I thought it was some Andy Kaufman bullshit. She just did. <laughs> I just thought it flopped on her. Yeah. But I was never, even when she was the, the domestic goddess, and before, I knew her as a comic and, and wasn't a fan. Yeah. Um, but go her. So I wasn't for it. But the, the funny thing, it was like, at Roseanne Barr, she's known for doing anal. And Stormy Daniels responds, you know, at Stormy Daniels, she, doesn't do anal. And she was like, "I don't do anal movies." That's like saying you're known for your rendition of the Star Spangled right. Banner. And I was like, "Oh, that's good." That was a good. part. That's man. good. Yeah, perfect.
1: Listen, she's a she's a smart person, and uh, and Roseanne as you know, or Stormy Daniels? No, Stormy Daniels okay. is a really. I'm not crazy with her work either. I'm not a big. Well, fan. for for those who don't yeah, know, she's not, she's not my type. I don't for know. those who don't know, I'm a. Uh, let's just say well acquainted with the adult film industry and um,
0: like, like not just uh, like from a fan's point of view no
1: like I've interviewed oh. I've interviewed Axel Braun for instance you know I'm a big fan of his work and and the stuff that his dad did which is basically make porn legal in Europe never because heard that. A, a lot of this stuff I mean well here's the thing this goes back to me being very sex positive because I feel like Americans, a lot of our problem right now is that people are not
0: getting laid properly. <laughs> I couldn't okay? agree. Okay? Look, I'm married. I could not agree more. Yeah. 100%. We're,
1: we're afraid to talk about it. We're afraid to, like, do stuff. We're, you know, a lot, and a lot of it's just ignorance, okay? If you want to look up a fetish, you're more than likely going to land up on uh, Urban Dictionary yeah. than you are yeah. some actual resource, yeah. you know, like— People aren't just searching FetLife constantly, yeah. you know, which they should. That. But, I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's a better source of information than most of what you're going to find on the, quote, open web. Yeah. And so that's a big problem right now. So, yeah, I'm— I'm, uh, I'm all for everybody it. Everybody should have good sex and as oh, well. Much as
0: possible. I, I, well, we, I've said it here many times. As a, a, as a conservative, people always think, oh, you you want to, you know, anti-gay, anti— It's like, no, no, no. Those are Republicans. I'm a conservative. Here I want you out of my kitchen. I want you out of my wallet. I want you out of my bedroom. Don't tell me how much I got to spend so you can study fa- frogs fucking in, in Antarctica. Don't uh, tell me what I can eat, how much salt to have. I mean, again, well, there's some limits. You know, if you want to warn me that there's some beef from Europe that's not real good? Cool. I'm down with that. I get <laughs> that. I'm not stupid. But when it comes to that stuff, um, again, I'm not against gay anything. F- my, my philosophy is don't, don't tell me how to fuck, when to fuck who to fuck, where to fuck. You know? Um, Again, we have limits. We have some lines. Don't fuck kids. Right. Try not to fuck your cousin. Uh, Don't fuck anybody that doesn't want to be fucked. We're good. You know? Yeah. Maybe not fucking public. You know? Like, past that... I say go for it.
1: Well, maybe you could have a roped off of I, it. I know. put a maybe.
0: That's a maybe. <laughs> Two-way
1: mirror. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> a maybe. When are getting that
0: market square festival? Yeah, like, I know? mean, like... <laughs> if you have a designated <laughs> public fucking zone, I'm cool with that. You know, like, um, when I lived in Nashville, they had, um, like, swinger clubs. Yeah. And uh, there was a whole write-up in the, the paper about it. And so, I mean, like... Cool, you. That's yeah, cool. Sure. But you know what? Consenting adults paying their fee. You do your thing. You right. do your thing. Yeah. Um, now you you've worked in some clubs and stuff, um, but you've never done a sex club. Um, anything going on promotion wise? Anything? Um, I uh, you do anything anymore?
1: I not not yet. Unfortunately, I've had to turn down some gigs actually, just because whether it's way past my bedtime or I've got my kids oh, yeah. either way I'm yeah. still kind of like retired for the most part yeah. I'm planning on some shit once I can nice. get some other things thank you Well
0: but again keep the, us in we'll, we'll we'll plug it we always share yeah, with our guests so keep us in anything you got going on so again check you out on Angry uh Gamer Dad Angry, Angry Dad, Dad Gamer, Gamer com. I know you can find it and there. And
1: VictorAgreta.com. You can yeah. find me on there yeah. too. And
0: again, uh, you know, check it out in the morning. Uh, Shift on ninety-one point nine. Yep, yep. It's close to one of my presets, so it's really easy for me yeah, to get right to. On. Uh, but uh, glad to have you. Let's do. Uh, let's do some questionnaire. You, you saw the five to drive. You know how this works. That's Right. I like to take the uh, the little James Lipton inside the actor studio <laughs> moment. And give all my guests the same questionnaire. It is beginning with a a top five. I love those. I'm a big fan. If if anybody wonders, what the fuck does he do this for? Here's why. I love, if you count it down, I will watch it.
1: VH1 (laughs)
0: was my shit in the 2000s. If you give me trivial facts and be less celebrities, I'll be there all day. I love these top five, top 10 watch mojo videos. That's what oh, I do yeah. for my lunch break. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so at work, I take my lunch break and I've got my little phone propped up and I watch the shit out of this. I love it. Um, so I, I enjoy that. I enjoy finding lists, hearing lists. And that's why I want to start with a top five that I cater to every person. You and I have a very sensible thinking about many things. I know you're a fan of the great Jim Henson oh yes i love him I, i've performed as him you were heat meister yeah, remember we yeah, did that yeah, that was great that was awesome. um you you also own a couple of whatnots yep. uh cousins of alex foams <laughs> i want your top five favorite muppets
1: oh top five favorite muppets oh yeah <laughs> no
0: particular order just you know your if you your desert island muppets <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah if you were stranded on a desert <laughs> island with five muppets what Muppets yeah. would they be? Well,
1: this is this is fairly easy, of course, because I'm well-steeped in Muppet lore. I knew you uh, were. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember, I know I saw the Muppet movie, the original one, in the theater, but I also had the little storybook that had, like, photographs from it and everything. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. I know that shit backward and forward.
0: I remember having to wait for Sanford and Son to go off <laughs> so that I could watch the Muppet show. Nice. That's what yes. came on after yeah, Sanford yeah, yeah, and Son. Yeah, that's right. And oh, so man. I sat through a ton of, it's a big Elizabeth! Yeah. Just to wait I no for. I fucking idea what was happening. Yep. I remember the fucking when Fraggle Rock came on HBO and we had HBO. Blew my mind. So uh, again, I'm, I'm a Muppet fan. I knew you were. So this was juicy for me. All so right. again, and again, Sesame Street, Fraggle Rock, whatever, yeah, they yeah. all count.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, I and I see, I didn't have HBO. So I almost never got to see Fraggle Rock. Uh, but I will say, the. the Number one has always been for me, uh, Gonzo. Like, Excellent choice. I, I Gonzo and I share a sacred bond uh, for absolute a classic and uh, Brilliant. you know. But on there's also on Sesame Street. I grew up watching Sesame Street. I was a TV kid. Like yeah, oh yeah, both oh, yeah. my parents were in grad school when I was little, so I I, got I learned of, of a
0: lot of celebrities through Sesame Street. Yeah, yeah, and the Muppet Show. Yeah. I mean, but.
1: And so uh, I identified a lot with Oscar the Grouch Okay. Uh, from there. And then uh, I got to have a shout out to my man who, uh, shit, I'm going to forget his full official name, but uh, maybe you can help me with this. He was the bomber. Harry. Uh, crazy oh, Harry. Crazy
0: Harry. Crazy Harry. Crazy Harry was great. That was good. good one. Good one. Excellent choice. Probably would be an honorary mention on my list. That was good. Well, mostly because right, so. people
1: forget that a terrorist was part of yeah. the Muppet stable. Yeah, I mean, we had yeah. a
0: legitimate... Like, and I, I would say now, honestly, if you try to do crazy hearing now, he's established that's different. But I would say if you pulled him out, people would swear. You're like, oh, look, he's dark-skinned, It's an Arab. Right. Like, he, he would be controversial yeah. today. Oh, he would so, totally uh, be controversial. Uh, yeah, that's a good way. one. So, okay, so we've got Gonzo. Good choice. I had a hamster named Gonzo when I was a kid. He would try and do crazy stunts to get out of the cage, and I thought it was appropriate. I just, um, I
1: love Gonzo, because I used to be that kid who... If someone was going to try to fight me, I would, like, lick my shoe or yeah. something weird, you know? Nice. To get nice. out of it. So, yeah. I I, I, I That do, and great. I love to fuck chickens. Nice. So, okay, um, so we
0: got Gonzo. We got Oscar the Grouch. Again, a great one. We got yep. Crazy Harry.
1: Crazy Harry. Uh, and I think another one that I really love is Chef.
0: Chef. The Swedish Chef is great.
1: Because... Uh, <laughs> I love how they use the human hands.
0: Those are my favorite kind of puppets. Ernie, yeah. Cookie Monster, um, two-man puppets. Again, for people yeah, that yeah, are non-puppeteers, yeah. your typical puppet is a one-arm in the puppet, one arm doing the rod for the hand. Exactly. Kermit isn't a good example yeah. of that. Gonzo, Grover, and yeah. then you have uh, Bert. And then you have um, two-handed puppets, which are one person doing the head yeah. and one person doing usually one arm and then another person doing the other arm. Right. Sometimes you have the one person doing both arms with one person but that can be a little awkward positioning um the best example is the swedish chef because he doesn't even wear gloves yep like ernie cookie monster hands you may never have noticed that they're that way but dr teeth um but uh with uh the swedish chef they don't even fuck around it's like real hands yeah yeah uh so that's a great one great one excellent excellent again an honorary mention on my list that's four four yeah one more to go
1: uh oh shit see that now this is this is crunch time this is when it gets a little bit harder
0: this is where you're taught. See, so, I, I do these every week. Every time I do a show, I make my own to, to see if I can answer it. Because yeah. if I can't answer it, how can I expect you to? Oh, with, I think- That's why I didn't do top five magicians with Danny. Because I, I was like, I can't think of five magicians. <laughs> yeah. So um, what happens at, 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 at usually numbers four to five, you start getting your, your favorite 20 in a blur. Yeah. Or your favorite 10 in a blur. And you're like, oh... What a, And you go blank. And so you really got to sit back and think back. Yeah. we got one more to go. We've got Grover. We've got Oscar the Grouch.
1: Man, Grover Grover was my dude. I was, okay, so I'd have... Oh,
0: a, I said Grover. Gonzo, Gonzo. You had Gonzo. I had Gonzo. You had Oscar the Grouch.
1: Just, you just reminded me, though, Sweet. that Grover was my boy uh, for so many reasons. But one of the best sketches that they ever did on Sesame Street was uh, when he was a waiter... And kept serving this uh, guy the whatnot. The wrong he keeps thing. serving a whatnot. Yeah. No,
0: I asked for a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, Brilliant, uh, brilliant.
1: So yeah, so I, I, maybe Grover uh, or Scooter. Honestly, very underrated. So Muppet. yeah, see, Scooter. The thing about Scooter was that he had my dream job. I mean, I, like, I still to this day want a theater that has the backstage yeah. just like the Muppet Theater yeah. and run that motherfucker because, yeah. like, Scooter. Yeah, he had. His, and you know what? He had his and jacket. Right? I oh,
0: love the satin jacket. I had the plush I, of oh, Scooter with the great. satin jacket. Yeah, it was so the good. best shit. I think I had the Fozzie with the plastic hat. <laughs> um, excellent list. Bravo. Again, a few of those are honorary mentions. We didn't cross on any of those. That's um Usually I try to wait to see like, what we have in common. So for me, I, again, I'm a diehard Muppet fan. Always been, and I love the, like wrestling, I love the theater, and I love the behind the scenes. I like to know how it all works. So I've studied, um, actually, to throw it out there, have you seen Muppet Guys Talking? I have not. Are you familiar? No. Oh, Victor, Victor, Victor. (laughs) This may be one where I have to just send you my password. Um... (laughs) Frank Oz got all the original people, minus Steve Whitmire, but we won't go into drama. Whatever. Oh, um, um, he had all the original Muppeteers, and they sat down and film it. So basically, it's they get oh, wow. puppet guys in in a room getting coffee. Yeah, yeah. And do they tell stories? And I mean, like it's it's great. What was that on? Um, it they okay. So they oh shit. Um, they okay. filmed it, but it was only available on their website.
1: Oh, you, you, gotcha. It was ten
0: bucks, and okay. I think it still is ten bucks. But it's worth it. It was great. Um, and there was like a, there was, okay, so there was a hundred dollar package and I saw the two and I was like, no, cause it came with like backstage access and some people put signs And I was like, no, no, no way. I'm not signed up. And then again, they tried to get you at the end. They were like, Hey man, if you want, we'll give you your full $10 credit towards this cause yeah. it was all digital download and they'll send you a CD the, the uh, you'll send you a hard copy. And I was like, nah, that's not worth $90. So after the time I gave up and was like, fuck it. Like two or three days later, they're like, Oh, by the way, we've added, it's an autograph DVD by Frank Oz. Who doesn't do autographs anymore? And yeah. I was like, "Oh, now, <laughs> All right, damn it! Are you gonna do me like that?" Yeah, I didn't, but um, it's it's great. It is really yeah. excellent. So I got to learn a lot of these things, and then like, that's cool. Uh, here was a good one. Um, when they're climbing up the spout in the Great Muppet Caper. Right, oh Remember yeah, that? yeah. Where they climb up the water spout So here are it's it's like the for people that think when Kermit rides a bicycle, right, that's hard to do because you fully see the everything. Yeah. Well, there's a scene in the Great Muppet Caper where several Muppets, several Muppets climb up yeah. a waterspout. Well, they did it real time. There's a conveyor belt elevator with Muppeteers laid on their back, stretched out with a hand, and the elevator goes up, and so the Muppet climbs up Holy the same. Shit. It's an escalator full of Muppeteers
2: wow <laughs> yeah
0: and the cool thing is as they're telling stories you're getting these sketches out uh, to the side they're showing the clip and they're yeah, showing yeah, the sketch yeah. out from the side so from a technical standpoint even if you're not a muppet fan terry from a film it's it's still a neat you, um huh. kermit on the log in the beginning of the uh, muppet movie jim is basically in a trash can airtight underneath him in a real uh like a, a pool on set <laughs> That is so he's sitting. Crazy. They they show the sketch, and he's cramped up. They said he was in there so long at certain times he had to actually have people pick him up. His legs had went completely numb. Yeah. So I love that stuff. So here, here we go. This is mine. Zoot. Number a lot of mine are the Electric Mayhem. Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, Zoot. Uh, I learned. I started band in fifth grade playing saxophone because I wanted to be Zoot. Oh, so, Zoot, awesome. yeah. Zoot. so Zoot was a big influence on my life. So Zoot. Doctor Teeth. Yes. Again a two-hander. Yeah. I loved I just I love the cheese ballness of yeah. it. It got rockets in the pockets. I love the Dr. John, you yeah. know? So that's a big one for me. Um I I'm not of the original core i Fozzie guy. a yeah. my guy. Right. I I that's that's like, you know, the original Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh Fozzie's my guy. I love the I think he's one of the biggest influences as a comedian, yeah. you know. So um uh, uh that's 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 a huge one for me. Um I got an oddball here. Um Robin Kermit's nephew. Oh yeah, okay. Um, Robin sings oh, uh, "Halfway Down the Stairs." Right, uh-huh. I don't know if you're familiar with yeah. the song. That's the lullaby I sung my kids when they were little. And so Robin doesn't mean much to me as a kid, you know, in the kid yeah, way. Yeah. But um, it it means something to me now. So whatever would have taken the place, which would have probably been like Lou Zealand and his boomerang <laughs> fish, <laughs> yeah. um, but that takes the place there. And lastly, this one's a big one for me again. Um, Emmett Otter.
1: Emmett Otter, yeah. I oh, I yeah.
0: love Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. That's beautiful. Um, I have the DVD, and every year at Christmas I put it on and just cry. It makes it's like yeah. boohoo. Like i the funny thing this year, my daughter wants to put it on. I've just literally watched it. Tears and my wife will come down and she's like, "Again, again, <laughs> really?" She's like, "How many times?" You, it's and I was like, "Money got a hole in the watch." <laughs> <laughs> She hawked Pops, dude. And, like, I'm just boohooing, you know. And uh, she's like, you're an idiot. I'm going to go, leave me alone. So I, I get done watching it. My daughter comes down and goes, I want to watch it. And so, like, there I am. She's sitting on my lap. And I'm crying again. She's like, you just watched it. So, uh, Emmett Otter. That's a big one yeah, for me. Love it. Yeah, I'm a huge fan. So, I know, I don't i don't think you're a big wrestling fan, per se, right? Yeah. No, but you, you'll get the reference. Everybody does.
1: I am. Well, it was in the Bible first, Lance. Uh, yeah, but but it, the
0: Bible version isn't relevant for my example. Okay, I don't I got think. you. I got you. I know you know what a four horseman is. <laughs> oh yeah. But oh, I mean, yeah. in wrestling terms, yeah, uh, the okay. four horsemen That's are fair. a legendary stable. Yeah. That's why I'm a member of the Deadbeats of Comedy. We are a stable. I love that. It's a part of wrestling that I enjoy. The comic book team. Let's. Okay, here we go right? The comic book team the Avengers. versus yeah. the solo book. Yeah, I prefer an X-Men, a Justice League. I like the stable mentality. Or even if it's a duo, the tag team, the cloak and daggers, and so on. But I love that, even down to the alpha flights. In wrestling, <laughs> the most legendary, the X-Men, the Avengers, the Justice League, all rolled into one, are the four horsemen. You get a chance to create your own stable, your own four horsemen, your own fantastic four. We'll make it for this one. There that's go. There we go. Yeah, you get it. to create your own fantastic four. You are the Reed Richards of this group because you do have the beautiful salt and pepper hair. <laughs> what other three living celebrities do you give the jumpsuit to? Wow.
1: Three other celebrities. Living celebrities. Living c- Right, yeah, There's yeah, a yeah. catch. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, are there three living celebrities left after um, Thanos? Uh, oh, shit. I don't That's know.
0: I don't know. Spoiler alert. alert.
1: alert. It's still it's still alert. I action.
0: haven't seen it yet. Because <laughs> I'm poor and married and we can't go to movies.
1: Uh, let's see. Golly gee. Um, man, there's so pe- there, there's so few people that uh, I give a shit about anymore. Um, <laughs> Who
0: do you find interesting that you want to sit down with?
1: You know, yeah. Well, uh, oh, oh, let's see. Yeah. Uh,
0: we're guaranteed not to get a wrestler this week. That's true. That's uh, true. Uh, the first seventy-five to ninety percent of our guests all had a wrestler on their list. Yeah.
1: Well, um, I can't. I mean, I can't even say. Kane. We have
0: had a porn star. We have had one porn star.
1: That's true. Stormy Daniels, uh, come on down. Uh, actually, to that point, yeah. Actually, Stoya would be on that list. She's fine. Yeah. She's, she's not fine. only beautiful. She's smart.
0: I don't know anything about her, but oh, she's fine. I mean, yeah. like I know what I need to know. Yeah. Um and, and there but there are porn stars like that. Like I'm a huge um, Misty Dawn fan. Okay. I don't if you're familiar. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, okay. porn star, absolutely beautiful, very intelligent, now has moved out of that lifestyle right. and is into video gaming and podcasting. Yeah, I've corresponded
1: um, with her for a little while, actually. Uh, got better Skype handle. We're sorry. we're friends on Facebook. Okay. Cool. Um,
0: and um and again that I That would I'm, be an interesting I'm podcast. I'm smart enough not to Mention her old life I've heard her Shoot yeah. some people down yeah. But again I do want to just be like I think you're awesome now Don't get me wrong Yeah But I do want you to know I love your old stuff too <laughs> Like I'm not trying to be creepy Or a dick Yeah like look I'm married Like I'm not trying to be yeah. that dude But I just want you to know That's oh, some good shit She was yeah, Right she was Like yeah, uh,
1: Again like I said I'm very it's, it's like trying so it's to interview whatever.
0: Billy Bob Thornton About his acting When he's off with the masters. <laughs> right You yeah, know it's yeah. like You don't know, Look I know you don't want But while we're off air I just want you to know <laughs> High five, right? So, yeah. again, I, I think that's great. I don't know anything about Stoya, but I know she is fine, and that is yeah. an excellent choice. So, well, second porn star. That's, that's, that goes up on yeah. the board. That's yeah. the second porn yes. star.
1: Um, I would also have to say uh, Richard Branson.
0: A great one. Uh, we've yep. had a few of the, the – we've had the Neil deGrasse Tyson's. Nice. We right, had yeah. a Bill Nye. Mm-hmm. So, we've had some in that ballpark. So, that's yeah. great. Mama. No, I, we had an obama yeah. so that's good tyson was in the running but
1: I, then i started thinking about the fact we have that,
0: not had any repeats as of yet well that's good solid point we again you don't have to pick obama but that makes up a point nobody has oh, oh. nobody's picked anybody I'm that's that's an good obama. um i wouldn't i wouldn't kick obama out he would definitely be in my sure, alternatives. yeah, I, yeah again again know. not a fan politically i like the dude right yeah, yeah so exactly
1: uh let's see um Colonel Sanders, no. Wait, he's not live. Uh,
0: nope. Now, you could pick Gaffigan, Reba McIntyre, I was about or to say uh, Norm. Reed- Norm McDonald, Reba, you could pick any of those.
1: Reba McIntyre. Uh, although, funny story about that'd uh, be
0: two fine bitches at the table, right? I mean, like right? Reba may be a hundred fine smart bitches, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and talented at what they do. I'm a Reba. fan of Reba's acting. The show was great. The right? music's great, yeah. and she is fine. Even at what like 90, yeah, she is gorgeous. I mean,
1: I, that's what the you know she did the KFC thing, and I was like, Good lord, girl, you're looking fantastic. You're not eating a KFC chicken all day. I can tell you that much. She's uh, the country
0: music Elvira. She yes, she is. It's like whoa, whoa, whoa. You look better now than you did when I was nine. Right? I look like a bag of mashed up assholes in the time <laughs> I've been since nine. Look, man, I didn't expect much, but I've seen old celebrities. What happened to you? What? F- who did you meet at the crossroads, Reba? You, you got a better story to tell than Fancy, and that's a cover. Come on, man. You need to write what real devil-selling story you got.
1: Oh, uh, Weird Al. Oh, oh nice.
0: That is a great one. That is a great one. That is excellent. Excellent. I love Weird Al. Again, as a Bobby Hill kid, it was one of those first things that I was like, like yeah. Bobby is with Broccoli Head. Yeah. It was one of those things that I caught on. I saw, this is again dates us, but HBO used to show videos between movies. HBO jukebox. Yeah. And you would just catch some weird shit every now and then. You'd catch like the Greg Kin band or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I remember, um it came on and it was I Love Rocky Road. I'd never yes. heard Weird Al before. Yeah and I love the song anyway and so all of a sudden I hear this accordion and dude this fucking dweeb supreme step song these pink lollipop Converse, this weird stripy pants, this Hawaiian print shirt, the leather jacket, the Jufro, the mathematician mustache, and the accordion. And he comes in going, I love Rocky Road. And I'm crying. <laughs> Dude, as a kid, yeah. this is the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen and I had and again this was before he really blew up I mean I had everything you know dare to be stupid was brilliant um fat was or even worse was was brilliant yeah. um you know and stuff before that I lost on jeopardy and then you even go back to like when he's doing another one or, 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 another one gets the bus uh uh chit. another one rides the bus another one rides the bus yeah. uh brilliant absolutely yeah, brilliant so weird a great shit. choice yeah and he's talk about brilliant I think you've got the smartest table of everybody
1: <laughs> so, no, let's go back. So dude, I, One dude said Neil deGrasse Tyson and Obama. <laughs> yeah, but, 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 but no, no. So, 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 so Stoia, he, Stoia. Uh,
0: uh, you got, uh, not deGrasse Tyson, we said he was close to that, but uh, uh, shit, uh, Branson, Richard oh, Branson. Branson. Branson, and you've got Weird Al. I think you may have the smartest trio. Solid. Yeah. I don't know the Stoia, so I'll take your word, but if you can compare it to the Misty Dawn, I will give you that. Yeah. So I think you've got the smartest panel. So, yeah. Uh, uh, that's Re- great. David
1: McIntyre, and then... Um, uh, so now we need number five. No, no, you
0: only got three for these. These are four horsemen. You're number one, so you oh, only four. need three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. it's Weird Al again, Bratcher, Branson, Astoria. So you know you only got yeah. three here, so that's great. Perfect. Yeah. I think you have the smartest. Uh, mine was Tom Waits, yes, Stone Cold, yes. and Alex Jones. Um, <laughs> so that's a dinner I want to attend. I really do. I really, really do. A lot of yelling. well um and a lot of a lot of gruff voices it'll sound like a lot of and what's funny is i do impressions of all four of us so with a puppet i think i can make this happen i think this may actually be uh, the first one to come to life so um that's good that's i think you've got a great list i I would i would happily uh substitute with that that is good one that's a good one so here's something again i know you're like me like a lot of weird shit but um what's your guilty pleasure what do you do that like just doesn't seem like you that you you would you would be almost embarrassed like what's your guilty pleasure and we've already determined masturbation mm-hmm. does not count yeah, several guests well, I ago mean, so on. so yeah but uh, uh like what, what's your guilty pleasure like me i like disco and shit like that so uh, i got a ton of guilty pleasures but what's that one movie music activity that you do that people are going no way
1: I like, <laughs> no way uh, some of the dumbest videos you could imagine, which is saying a lot in, in YouTube. You mean like in yeah. the YouTube world? So like gifts with sound, which is just and they've just gotten worse. That just over what it time. sounds like. Yeah, they're they're, they're literally like originally. It would take a GIF that obviously was a GIF that would repeat, you know, or
0: GIF, depending on. I started what, to say, I was just about to ask. Depending on what sort of tech religion Lord, you're is into. That the division? Yeah,
1: whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm an English major and also a tech. Nerd, GIF sounds so. right to me. Yeah, I mean, like. I, I like it. Pref- yeah. I prefer it. So whatever. GIF makes me think peanut butter. Exactly. Right. So, uh, but, and, and then they would put like a, a cool sound to it. It might be like a. a you know, uh,
0: not the clip from the video, though, right? No, no,
1: no, no. It would it would be something that would make it funnier. You got, know? It, like, got it, got it, got the, it. There's a GIF of uh, Gandalf like nodding his head. We uh-huh. like. Din. Dun, 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 dun. I Love similar to bad lip reading. Yeah, yeah. So I love like bad that, lip. Right. Re- uh, so fucking the Star Wars
0: bad lip readings <laughs> are great. I love
1: that, and I love GTA Five fails. And oh, yeah. Wins, <laughs> oh yeah. Stupid videos like that.
0: Now I like that kind of shit, uh, especially because I started playing GTA Online uh, a while back, and um, I saw a lot of that shit. I was I was part of a lot of that shit.
1: There's a lot uh, of wacky crap that happens in some of oh these games, and it's hilarious. Dude,
0: this was just funny. I I'm still not used to the online gaming. I, I bought the headset, I have the, the membership, I, I don't use it. I get it the free games and the discounts in the store. My son plays Minecraft with this little girlfriend of his and he plays some, you know, Destiny and shit. But yeah. so I, I've never done it. I decided to play some GTA five. So I start with <laughs> GTA five online. <laughs> Oh, now, shit. again, I sell video games for a living, so I'm fairly sure this was a terrible place to start. Yes. This was literally like trying to, to bench press 500 pounds yes. right away. Yeah. Um, and I learned that quickly. I know none and of the you lingo. You blew out your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> I know none of the lingo, none of the uh, honor amongst thieves, which there is none. Yeah. Um, I don't know really how to play the game. I've loved the game, but I was doing these solo missions for a long time because you can do it, yeah. but you can't do some of the missions. Right. And so I was like, I'm gonna to have to get out there. I, I this is gonna sound awful, <laughs> but I, I I felt like be, again, fuck it, I don't care. I felt like, like an autistic kid at a public pool, but like what you need's in the middle of the pool. Yeah, I'm gonna to have to, but I don't want to. I feel you. I pain. see other people yeah. doing this. I, I know it can happen with other humans. And like, yeah, you like I can do the... this. And so I jump online with other people. Yeah. And I, I, I mainly did, like, the races. I didn't yeah, do any, like, because yeah. I kept finding if you would do, like, any of, the like, the bank heist missions, which are what I want to do because those sound fun because that's right. GTA with people. What yeah. ends up happening is somebody fucks up, doesn't read the instructions, and then somebody dies, like, five times for so the cancel the whole mission. So we go back to the lobby. We restart it. Somebody does the exact same thing. We go back. We restart it. One person quits. It's a four-man minimum. They boot us all out, and we're done. <laughs> yeah. And then... Nine of them's mm-hmm. out of ten. You all four boot out at the same time, and one of them shoots you and steals what money you did get from the money. Right. And you, I, God, fucking hate it. What I have learned <laughs> to like are the races, yeah, and the little mini shooting missions that I can pick through my phone without having to actually load from anybody. I can go to my house where I'm safe, and I fucking load up and I go do some of the like the mini like shooting yeah. battle royals and and races, and I like oh, that. Yeah. I love the races, and uh, I do get real sick of. There's every this is what I found. Every lobby has the same five people. It, you have the screaming child who doesn't understand mic volume, who continually asks, does anybody have a mic? You have the one clearly white dude, early teens, thinks he's a badass and wants to call everybody nigga and gay. Yep. You have the one black dude who tells him to shut the fuck up. You have one typically Hispanic family who doesn't talk but has the radio blasting and doesn't realize it picks up on the mic. And you have one old dude like me who just once in a while pops up and goes, "What the fuck? What the fuck?" And and that's it. That's there's there's variations of that up to about sixteen to thirty two, I guess, depending on how many people. But those five people are always there. And then there's you know the people that are just like, "Nope, I got nothing to do with this."
1: So what I what I'm wanting to do with Angry Dad Gamer is because I've been kind of playtesting mm-hmm. streaming GTA specifically. Okay. And I go online and I, I'm I first of all I have almost no guns. Uh, okay. I'm like level 12 or some
0: bullshit. Dude, I'm I, we need to get together. Yeah, what absolutely. Do you want? What's, what's What system are you on? Uh, Xbox. God damn
1: it. I know, I know. And it's fuck. not like Fortnite that's cross compatible, so fuck it. But, uh, and that was only
0: an accident for like a minute. Well that's what they say they cancelled it, but they it wasn't it's not cross compatible. It just like it was a glitch and they right. were, like, turned yeah. it off. Which is dumb. But I, I do I am enjoying the game, but I'm 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 so fucked up with some shit. Yeah, so. the
1: races are fun, but no, I'm gonna start I'm the guy that like just randomly halfway through the race will just start laughing maniacally just to fuck people up. And I like it. I, that's what I've been doing or I've been playing like American Dad episodes in the background. Uh so, all of that is, with Angry Dad Gamer, I'm going to start uh, with a little soundboard and start in the middle of races just, like, doing weird sounds just to fuck with people. Nice. Yeah, you know. Nice. Screams I'll, I'll, from I'll make sure to whatever. listen for that. Yeah.
0: Um, I, do, I do like it. What I have found, though, like, so many times, I don't like to deal with people on the street. I had this one guy. I'm going to my, I've got a biker clubhouse that I, re- Satan's Helpers nice. reference. That- anybody? <laughs> anybody? Anybody? Satan's Helpers biker gang?
1: Oh, shit. Uh, Come on. Is it? That- uh, pee Pee-wee? wees Big Adventure. Yeah. That's the
0: biker gang that beats him up in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Uh, I know you're not a Tim Burton fan, but uh, anyway, you are. You do have to give some props to at least Pee-wee's Big Adventure. you never seen it? No. Oh, goddamn it, Terry. <laughs> it is, it's great. Uh, but anyway, there's a biker gang in it, and they're called Satan's Helpers. So that's my black club's name. Nice. And so I'm going to my biker clubhouse to quit. For some reason, I know this is dumb, I know you can just quit. But I like to go home. Yeah, it's almost like one last, one last. Can I do this? Can yeah. I get home? Is somebody gonna fuck with me? Who's got the flying car? <laughs> yep. God damn you, you fucking assholes! And I've had a couple of those where you're just strolling along, and, and all of a sudden, boom. some the police will come around a corner, and it almost goes into slow motion. Yeah. Like the police will come flying, and you're like, I'm not in them, no. And you'll look, <laughs> and at, behind you will come a tank or a flying car. <laughs> And before you can do anything, you're dead. Yep. You respawn two blocks over. Yeah. Well, now they're two blocks over. And now this motherfucker has found you like a spider in a web, and he will chase you until you fucking quit. Yeah. Drives me nuts. But I, and I, I, so I have this constant fear of that. So I love the adrenaline rush of just trying to get home with the money I've earned and then get it in the ATM, and I'm good to go so I'm flying home for some odd reason I've lost the car that I've bought and purchased cause I'm up there I'm like level I haven't played in a couple months cause of Far Cry 5 but I think I'm like level 90 You know, so I'm up oh, there shit. yeah 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 I, I put some time into this <laughs> um, I even paid some real money for fucking shark carts i'm an asshole but um so um I, i'm liking it i've got my biker gang uh, i'm really wanting cool startup it's just me i'm the only one in it but i'm the president and so for some odd reason i've lost my bike or my car and i'm in an 18 wheeler that's just happens to be the car i've picked up because i think it was one of those where i was sick and tired of it it happened so much yeah i was yeah, just like yeah. i'm plowing this shit yeah, like, a, like a like a shistoya perfect bit. like i'm just i'm gonna mm. so i get the 18 wheeler and i see the white blip on my map I, i'm watching my map and i'm like fuck so I pull around, I go around the block. I, I, I make the, the smart, you know, woman at night in an 80s movie move. I drive around <laughs> the block before I get out. And I see him there, but he doesn't fuck with me. I was like, all right, so I'm good. I got time. Because I'm, I'm pretty terrible with the controls, so it takes me a minute. And it yeah. won't let me park in my clubhouse, so I'm going to have to get out. Um, so I come around the corner, and I was like, cool. And before I can get back to my parking garage, I hear the... And I was like, he's not cool. And so he missed. And I just charged his ass with the 18-wheeler. <laughs> and squash just up against the wall. Again, talk about ramming like a fucking, yes. or plowing like a bean field. I just squash him. And I hear in the <laughs> in my headset, this kid, again, he had to be under 10, go, God, fuck, I missed. And he <laughs> went dead. And I was like, yeah, you did, motherfucker. I pull in, I get out. And, dude, I actually, like, stood up like Rocky. And my wife is like, because I got the headphones on, she has no idea. <laughs> so I stand up, and I jump up. And in my head, I'm hearing, boom boom boom
2: <akhir> ba-dum-ba, 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 yeah. That's awesome.
0: Dude, I, I was the greatest ever man. So I, I love it. I'm having a lot of fun with it. So that those videos are awesome. Because I hope to one day get one of those and just be like, yeah. yeah. So that is a great guilty pleasure. I love that shit. All right. So again, we, we take a little serious. We take a little fun. We've had some fun. I'm going to bring it down to the last... The lowest we go but we'll end on a high note so get better so i I know you got kids i know you got a family i know you are an intelligent man someday when you've signed off for your last morning broadcast and gave your last traffic update what do you want on your tombstone man what do you want what do you want your legacy to be
1: oh geez uh so many jokes um
0: danny's the only one that had a joke so far which was ironic (laughs) and it was great it was awesome it well, was a great choice. I've
1: come up with a bunch of these uh, that I've tweeted. Uh, so you can go to at super and, and you can read my funeral tweets there. Uh, Superpixels, pixels. Yes. Yeah, so the old Twitters. Um, and uh, where I make my best jokes now.
0: Uh, See, I gotta, I gotta learn the Twitter.
1: I, I used to do so good. And uh, I used to joke that I was America's 14th favorite Facebook commenter. It's great. <laughs> um, but that That's was never great. true. No, yeah. it's good. It's good. I, uh, <laughs>
0: I, uh, this is, anybody who understands bearding knows this isn't 100% correct, but I, I, I go by the 63rd greatest beard in the world now. Um, I won 60, I came in 63rd in my in my category at the World Beard and Mustache Championship. So, I mean, they're like, when you really break it down, they're like a bajillion people, way higher ranked than me. Yeah. But as a comedian, I know when the average person hears the 63rd greatest beard in the world, they have no clue what that means. <laughs> and they just go what that's really that's awesome and yeah i got this just diploma and everything on the wall yeah I and I, and it's a it's a conversation starter so a lot of times when i catch people you know like the random gas station clerk the guy at the store i get it all the time it's it's if you have dreadlocks excessive tattoos long beards yeah. um you get these same questions everywhere you go yeah. and people um some people are are, are repulsed about it but uh, some people are just <laughs> fascinated and they go hey man nice beard and i always go thanks man it's the 63rd greatest beard in the world and the look on their face the response is always awesome yeah you know because and it it means nothing it is it is literally like a, a total worthless but if they if it breaks down i can back it up and go no man look 63rd uh place in world beard and mustache championship in full beard natural. Something, something centimeters. Okay. I can actually learn that part. Legit. I don't know. I don't know centimeters. I know it's like twelve inches and on. It was tw- like six to twelve. Yeah. So um, and I got I got beat by a woman. So there's that. Oh uh, wow. Yeah. Have you not heard the story? No. Yeah. I got beat by a woman. Um. And and even if she happens to listen, she knows I tell the joke on stage, and she's awesome. She's a major member of the beard community. Her name is Rose. Uh, I will give her a name because she's awesome. Shout out. So if Rose Gaile is listening, or anybody knows her in the bearding community, you will know she's the bomb. She has a genetic condition that lets her grow a beard mm-hmm. that would put most guys to shame and did, me included, yeah. right? Um, me <laughs> and about 100 other dudes. And... Uh, you know, um, she grows a, uh, a, a nice beard. And she, you know, obviously stigma from society hit it for oh, a long yeah. time. And you'll actually see a lot of Facebook <laughs> videos about her. I catch <laughs> um, just friends sharing random videos. It's like when people talk about, you know, Glenn, you know, Kane being the mayor, and you're like, I, I know that dude. Yeah. Like, what? Or they tell you about Trey Crowder for the first time, and you're right, like, yeah, yeah. yeah we've, we've, we've worked together. Trey Crowder beat me in a contest once, too. So I got that going for me.
1: <laughs> right rightfully so i'm I'm being i'm
0: coming in second plus fiddle to a lot of internet sensations Yeah, there you go i'll take that but um rose competed i mean she was there and again great oh she's a sweetheart good for her and i I tell the joke on stage because again as a comedian you can't help but recognize the irony yeah of getting beaten (laughs) now i got beat by a lot of people again 63rd i'm not saying i came in seventh like she was the one she's my nemesis yeah um (laughs) but and you go again who needs that celebration better how about the middle schooler who had to deal with again yeah that? so good for her Hell wait yeah. up. you get the joke of being the sixth greatest beer in the world you mm, that makes me madder than you getting sixth greatest beer in the world <laughs> but um so again she's the bomb I actually text her when I came up with a joke because I think it's funny it, it is people hear that and they go what and you go yeah yeah I'm the 63rd greatest beer in the world and I got beat by a woman and as a comedian especially a self-deprecating one I love I own the shit out of that but I text her and I was like hey Rose just want to run something by you (laughs) Uh, so I'm a comedian and as you know you won much further up the pole than I did and I obviously mention you and you know, you know, that this happens. And I give you tons of props. People love you. They always come up and ask me, you know, uh, you know, who you are. And I do. People always come up and nobody's been a dick about it. Everybody's yeah. like, Really? No shit And I pull up a picture and they're like, Oh, that's fucking awesome. And some people will be like, Oh, I saw her on a video and yeah. you're like, That's her You know, she's a friend of mine. Uh, we met at the World Champ and then we're friends through Facebook and the bearding community's tight anyway. Oh I bet. And so she's well reviled or well uh reviled, reviled revered revered yeah sorry we've had a few I, I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm halfway through my dos to celebrate cinco de mayo <laughs> so she is well revered throughout the community and a, and a, and a superstar so uh, i texted her and she was like love it great that's awesome you know she was like thanks for being awesome and i was like thanks for giving me one of the greatest jokes i'll ever have <laughs> you know as a comedian you're like yeah you want the definition of irony I got you definitely yeah. irony. Yeah. So let's take it up a notch. Let's leave on a good note. Where's your happy place? Through the stress of work, family, everything. Where do you go to get away? What's your happy place? What you? What's your favorite thing to get away?
1: Uh, let's see. I think uh, eating comfort food. I really enjoy. Oh. uh You know, like macaroni and cheese. Great you know, answer. A little macaroni and cheese. And, stress uh, eater. You're a stress eater. Yeah, I'm a stress eater. Me too. And, Me too. Uh, yeah. But I like you know eating it on the couch, watching animated <sighs> gifs. And listening to the rain. It's,
0: you, We are afternoon. such kindred spirits. <laughs> my, If I was not here right now recording, here's where I'd be. On my couch with my wife who's doing art or playing video games on her phone. I may be playing video games, but most likely I'm watching YouTube videos. I like a, a, the good mythical morning. Just trigger yeah. those. Yeah, I'm yeah. a big fan of Guitar of the Day from uh, Norm's oh, yeah. Rare Guitar. I don't yeah. know if you remember that. They just pull out random old guitars and uh, 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 they talk about it. So it's awesome. I would be sitting there doing that. So that's what I would be doing and probably eating uh, a a cup that I took from cash express in their stack of plastic cups of ice cream uh, or uh, (laughs) buttered noodles, just egg noodles with butter and Parmesan. That's my, that's my comfort food. Like when I feel like shit and I'm just sick or like that is having the dick day. I'm hungry, but I don't want to fix anything. I'm a little lazy dude. That's it. So comfort food is a great, great happy place. That is fantastic. Victor, it has been a blast having you, man. I, I again, I, I, I don't hate that we don't get to hang out any more than this, but uh, hopefully we can fix that. Uh, you have an open invitation to return anytime. This has been a lot of fun. I hope you've had fun. Oh, yeah. Hell, nice. this is super fun. Nice. Well, uh, again, we'll have you back anytime. Um, and guys out there, thank you. Uh, I appreciate you being there. Thank Terry uh, again for doing what you do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Again, I, I'm just the talent. I could be fired any moment. They'll have somebody here to replace me any moment. Might be you. You never know. So That's a good point. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I I know my. Again, I'm married. I know where I stand in the world. I know. <laughs> I may never be a Kermit, but I might be a Fozzie. Uh, and so I, I know my place in the world. But uh, I do appreciate it. And again, to everybody listening i couldn't do it without you uh so kurt thank you uh you're uh uh, and anybody else that listens next week's guest i do appreciate you uh my wife occasionally has listened to one of these i don't know why yeah i don't know she my girlfriend listens yep 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 your girlfriend gave me a big compliment uh uh told me she loved it so um and again i couldn't do it without that there's there's no reason to be here Uh, uh, my stage motto is simple um a crowd without a comic is still a crowd. A comic without a crowd is a narcissistic asshole with a microphone. <laughs> and that's where I'd be without anybody listening. So thanks a bunch. Uh, thank you, Victor, for being here for the last. Thank you, man. We'll see, catch you guys uh, in a couple weeks. All right. Again, a little Flaco Jimenez to send us out on Cinco de Mayo. No de Mayo. This one's for you, Flaco. Flacco.